Blog Talk Radio. I don't know much but to face that beast, make them taste that peace. I'ma take back streets, I'ma meet bad beasts on some Maybach seats. I'ma day pass east so I might go west. I feast in the night when the light go rest. Nights on my feet go, Christ on my neck. I hope life leads me to a nice old death. Rolls on my lip, cold ice on my breath. And I'm dressed like a groom but I never got mad. Walked out the tune like I never got bad. Call me Wallace Dean, awaken out of dreams. I got death on my breath. Call me Holocene. I got Greek in my speech when I speak to the God. Rims on the bends on the beach with your broad. If the dough get low, I paint a pit 16. I catch the Holy Ghost, then I sit 16. Listen like Epiphany. Listen me like a symphony. In Basilica, this literature like jewelry made by Tiffany. Call me Rosy Gold, I got holy friends. Holy hove, I'm in holy hands. Only sold my soul to do that holy dance. Holy hove, I'm in holy lands. I'm in holy Greece. Holy Rome, I'm in ancient Egypt in that holy home. Sipping that in the sea, that pure white. I live a Genovese, see, pure life. So if you go for my ones, I'ma go for the guns. I know where to go when I go on the run for that Rolls Royce. I believe I got no choice. I make your body bleed. We practice Murta and Verta. Don't talk, oh Murta. You know the violence got a code of silence. I pose in vogue with my golden phallus. Listen ease like epiphanies. Listen me like a symphony. In Basilica, this literature is like jewelry made by Tiffany. Call me Saint Laurent, Saint Laurent. My pen always in the paint like my name LeBron. If the dough get low, I paint a pick 16. I catch the Holy Ghost and I spit 16. Listen ease like epiphanies. Listen me like a symphony In Basilica, this literature Like jewelry made by Tiffany Call me Saint Laurent, Saint Laurent My pen always in the paint like my name LeBron If the dough get low, I paint a pit 16 I catch the Holy Ghost and I spit 16 Hey yo, Kufo Boom out, God B-O-M-E C-I-C For my five percenters out here who know what I'm talking about, rest of y'all wake up. It's more than rap music.
staring at myself in the mirror Eyes wet as the natives of a land where they in fear of People with the melanin Power structure white like a skeleton Let's stop shooting black residents Say my hood went from white, black to Mexican Say it went from Jim Crow laws to a black president Polly with my man selling oil by the testaments He dropped jewels, I just came to put the bezel in Elevated stress, nobody know who next Choked out from a devil in a blue dress I took a long walk on a short path Keep the knowledge on this dope from the creators of a gold cast A lot of rappers lack knowledge of a culture You still a doja, I'm like Sly Stone and Cobra Since they got the African beat out of his soul And bystanders got scared to say that that was their home We now Negroes, blacks, colors, black Americans More than I guys that used to ride on top of elephants I still spit it like nobody else can mess with them So when you hear the lyrics you gon' be like I'm the escrimate I ain't seen a battle in a minute but watch try son I still drop more bars than your Wi-Fi I get focused and attack like white lotus Devils in the detail, but guards in the motive Maintain your focus, call all your soldiers Grass keep the cobras, guards Maintain in the motive Brains over focus, real over jokers Make sure you notice, guards in the motive Hang your emotion, claim what is your gift Live in the moment, guards in the motive Maintain the focus, call all your soldiers Grass keep the cobras Nice and perfected law 30 from that 48 At 30 feeling great at 20 was 730 That's 8 to 8 And now I'm raising my seeds I'm building my estate While the beast praying on my downfall I make him wait Wait, want me to lose it like I never knew it The leaders misleading, our people poisoning the music I'm from the era where pop took you outside to knuckle up And push up on the block to get the muscles up Product of our environment, got us to toughen up That's why I got love from the bottom when I was coming up Nice thing never gone, stop to the paper long Until I live the upper echelon I want the cars, your opinion, dark and gray like Ginobili Three-piece linen, I'm feeling sharp as Shinobi That's why I be flowing, man, everybody should know me If not, then you missing out, tell you what I'm about Cool with the road less traveled, I never liked traffic That's why the game air tight like it's asthmatic They cash addicts, need my people to progress And play the youth, still don't want to dribble out the project I just want to sip yak, say la vie, and put my hood up I won't let them Trayvon me, so for all my street soldiers They can't control us, the devil's in the details, the God's in the motors Maintain your focus, call all your soldiers Grass keep the cobras, God's in the motors on the focus, real over jokers Make sure you notice, God's in the motors Beginning was the word, I know the woman who said it Cash King now being Trump with bad credit Lie, best rapper you never heard of Old hand from Jersey, still saying word up Moon Jays on page 5950 Heard him tough talk, but his whole team pretty You can see the sparks when I let my score drag Studying the people that worship the gold calf Know about guards like Vest and Patar First Trinity is the rule setting the saw Son of smart music, I'm elevating the bar I put it on the line, man, I ain't coming to spar Matter politicking with time out in the cosmos Decided to give me the spirit of a divine host Now MC called it the art of Babylon Tower came down, man, style start barrier Bring the hurricane, but I'm from Brunswick, not Patterson Respect the black woman like paintings in the Vatican Liberty or death, get rich or die trying 40,000 years ago, Africans were smelting iron Think about the math while you think about the path For the God that you serve while you worship at your mass That's the real science of the first shall be last Knowing the world's round for some others took baths Used to rock slave black humans with a shack And that was on 116 livers to nap But now I drop bars to suffer your son's mask Before the guard step in the video I need her Lies, creating my own lane Old hands wearing skinny jeans is a shame Too many of my young guards moving like queens While the ministers backslide more than fiends 
Black African Power. Welcome to the Rebirth of the African Civilization Show, the home of the Amara Squad, a well-organized life. Defeats a disorganized truth. Peace to you, brother. Shout to every Black African Power. What's good? Hey, yo. Hey, yo, I'm MJ, MJ, MK Ultra. Snake head on my head. Vulture. I make beds till I break bread. We're Oprah. I'm over. Cobra, stay ahead of culture. They made new slaves. I'ma make new niggas. And on paydays, I'ma make new figures. Fuck Bill Gates. I dance with Medusa. And the dance bring me cake like a master to Musa. In this world, I'm a boss in my brand new speakers. Your girl love my voice and my band two features. King Tut coffin, dreams of assaulting. Seen it so potent, my teeth born talking. And tongues never spoken. Scripts never written. I call that the hitting. One like almond. The unlettered prophet that prophesies the ramen. The flow been knowledge. I own sin college. And I use sign language that is so symbolic. Black African power. What's good? What's happening? A well-organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woo-hoo-wee, man. Y'all already know what it is, man. It's God killer in the house. Yeah, and we come to do what we got to do because we're going to do what we got to do. We standing tall, standing strong, and we hold it down, always African, all the time, and we all black out. Got one of them powerful shows, man, and we doing it big. We got the Parnetta Research team in the building, man, and we got a sister, man, kicking them glyphs. That's right. Y'all ain't never seen nothing like that before. With a strong sister come in the building and talk about the actual translation of the meta nature. Whenever the sisterhood steps up, y'all already know what it is. So what's up, family, man? One of them days, and it's always a good day. Every day you hear is a good day. How do I know? Mess around and miss a day. Yeah. So it's been a long week, man, and we're looking forward the conference is going down in New York on the 13th of December. All right. Uh, a few of the brothers in the squad going to be up in there. Uh, man, Sinjetti, Ngozi, Netanab, myself, man. We're going to represent like like you already know. And then we're going to be in Philly in February. So we're going to really get that in. And so it's very, very important that, you know, we continue to uh, push forward and do what it is that we know we need to do, keeping it African all the time and all blacked out. Um, man, so it's a powerful thing. And, you know, the next couple of months going to be some good months. And so we're going to be in your cities, and that's exactly what we're doing. So, you know, hit one of your keypads, uh, you know, and sit back and enjoy that show. As always, you never know what to expect, all right? 
So, yeah, man, don't forget that book, man, Medieval Upheaval. Okay? Don't forget that. Uh, that's a powerful book about that European his- history. Okay? And so that's something that you need to just go ahead and check that out. Also, go check out the download, uh, download that particular book. It's a powerful, powerful book, man. All right? Also, this episode is brought to you by Megas Footwear. All right, and we're dealing with the Support Yourself or Die campaign. That's very, very self-explanatory. If you learn how to support yourself or without a shadow of a doubt, you're going to die. Add anime productions, mail tracks, animated lessons. All right, man, y'all get that. Matter of fact, go to the AmaraSquad.org store, man, and you can get all these products, Okay. So, yeah, man, I'm going to put the uh, the GoFundMe in the chat room. If y'all want to step up, man, it'll be very, very appreciated. Make sure the brothers and sisters have some extras and what they need to bring that powerful information. So, yeah, you know, I'm going to sit back, man, and go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and uh, get it in. Let me see. Uh, we're in that. And the great sister they wanted to keep her in there. I ain't hit one yet. Hmm. When they hit that one. Oh, let me see that. Nice and jetty. I'm a raw squad up. Sinjetti. What's good? What's happening? Hey, um, like African Power, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad to be back, you know what I'm saying, for after a little while. Um, I'm looking forward to, you know, our brother, Ned and Ned, and, you know, listening to the lessons from our, our dear sister. I dropped information uh, about a little history of metamexin, document, et cetera, you know, and, uh, you know, just sit back, you know, you know, just be a student for a minute, you know, um, I'm glad that you that you bring the sister on because it's important for us to bring that other side, you know, the uh, the feminist side of the scholarship, you know, to the table. You know, as Dr. as our great ancestor, Dr. Yosef Biyakana would say, without a God, you cannot have a goddess, and without a goddess, you cannot have a God. We have to have balance in all things, okay? We need to have a strong foundation that, that um that 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 square foundation of my eye, you know, for which we all stand upon, you know, three hundred and sixty degrees of that square on four corners, you know. So you have to have the masculine and feminine together because you can't have one without the other. One is defined according to the presence of the other, you know, at all times. You know, so now we have the you know, the sister with that profound knowledge coming in, you know, we can have balance of uh of of scholasticism, you know, here. And, you know, definitely here to support, you know, and to learn, you know, and check sister out and uh, you know, any other any other constructive commentary that, you know, that we can bring to help support, you know, that uh that endeavor, you know, for my sister. You know what I'm saying? And and um sure the brother, our good brother uh Neb you know, say being to 
you know, put in some uh, some good supportive information as well. Yeah, man, I'm I'm waiting. I'm looking forward to hearing from uh, Sister Ujet, um, you know, from the Partner Research Team. I mean, Research Center, man, that's a powerful center in Baltimore. And I mean, come on, man, they bringing it, they bringing it straight to the community. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, you know, this information is supposed to be in the community because it will help to inform and instruct that generation that people seem to think is lost, but they're not lost because they're catching on to the information like wildfire. And so this is going to be one of, one of our most important uh, shows that we had. I mean, it shows that sisterhood is live and kicking and sitting exactly where they're supposed to sit at. And so I'm, I'm too looking forward uh, to um, dealing with this. Okay, so let me uh, I'll open up the line. See if that been on that. This is Ujad, Black African Power. I'm Ross Squad up. Hold up, Uncle Justin Ev. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. How are y'all? Oh, you doing? Mm-hmm. Man, good to hear your voice. Brighten up the day on the show. Hold up, hold up. Peace, peace. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, well, I kind of just wanted to. I'm going to be brief. I'm not going to. Uh, Before you uh, go on, where's Neb at? Is Neb on the line with you? Yeah, he should be. Netcha Neb? Maybe I lost him? Could have lost him. He said he already in. I don't hear your voice, man. Can't nobody hear you, bro. Am I saying your name correctly, sis? Yeah, Ujed, I bet my aunt. Ujed. Oh, yeah, you got it down bad. Ujed. I got you. Well, we don't hear you, Neb. So, oh, okay, I see. Hold on, let me get you in. All right, Neb, where you at? Right here, right here, uh, Baba. What it do? Hot pizza, pizza uh, hotel, everybody. Ain't rock caught up, 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 up like right. African power. That's yeah, good, man. All right. Peace, peace. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, you know, I'm. Um, hey, go ahead. Go ahead. Mm. You go ahead, Neb. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, uh yeah, just just uh a long time uh sister uh Senate. Um I've been uh, teaching for a minute for a long time and she um actually went um went through the school I taught taught about the Medunature and she, you know, hopped in it. Hopped on it, became better than me at it actually. Uh, I sent some of my work to her like most of the time, we try to do memorization drills to memorize uh, translations, transliteration, stuff like that, because that's what Dr. Ricketti well, teaches us. But she, 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 she a monster. So anytime I try to try to just try to put a research team together, and she, she fit the bill. You feel me? She been, you know what I mean, riding with me for a long time, putting in that work. Uh, she, I think she in a third. What level you in, Queen? Yeah, going into third level um, during this winter. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sister, sister, is, is, she does some work for Dr. Ricchetti, and you know, Dr. Ricchetti love her and speak highly of her. So this, this sister woman, yeah, I, I respect her most definitely. Yeah, that's um okay. So you know, um, let me get Ujao in here. Uh, I'm a raw squad up. Ujao. Black African power. 
Black African Power. I'm a rock squad up. I want to say uh, Hotep and Uncle Jasineb to the to sister, um, to Hotep. panel, uh, Unc, Hotep, uh, Sanjeti, Netanetaneb, uh, yeah. say peace. I'm, I'm just now chiming in and I'm looking forward to, um, to the discussion. I'm just going to, um, sit back and listen and, and chime in if or when I can. And that's it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear, you know, from the sister and, um, I hope this is a um, an ongoing thing. You know, we need to hear more from sisters. Period, just as uh, Sanjeti said. So, uh, I'm gonna sit back and listen. Shut my mouth. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I it was brought to my attention about something that was um, stated in a conference um, uh, about the Marinetta being uh, basically. Uh, you know, like European influence, and um, that that bothered me. <laughs> that bothered me. Um, so yeah, uh, pretty much, I wanted to kind of go over about was like Sean Polion, the only um, person that actually uh, contributed to deciphering um, the the hieroglyphs, um, and I and I do I I do um, believe that his system. Um, definitely was, uh, and it still is the main system that we do use. But I do also think that other um, he did have other scholars as well that did um, contribute to um, him putting together the system that he did. Okay, along okay. with different um, comparative linguistics and um, African um, languages um, as well. And then, of course, you know, on the Rosetta Stone, it was various uh, languages that was actually on there. Um, so, um, yeah, that that was pretty much uh, the case. Um, the different the different scholars that I did want to point out was um, Thomas Young, um, that I know definitely he did get um, a lot of his uh, um, that helped in his system. Um, what is his name? Um, Clement Alexandria. Um, as well, um, I got these two different sources. These are secondary sources that I did get from um, Netchaneb. He's one of my teachers. Um, and then as well, Raketi Amin, she did point out about Jabbar and then um, Hayan as well, uh, being, uh, a, you know, to help contribute to the system that he actually has um, for us to actually be able to have our unliterals and, you know, our different um, symbols and everything in um, the Marionetta to be able to vocalize it, basically. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so so you're talking about Chad Pollyon. So how key how key was he? Was he more key than the, the, the actual African languages, or did him, he himself use uh, African languages to kind of, you know, break that code a little bit? Yeah, he himself did um, uh, use African languages. Um, he used the comparative method to actually um, get the sounds. Um, prime example, on the Rosetta Stone, it was a cartouche, or patonymously. Um, he actually compared that with in Greek um, to actually um, – then you know get the get the sound of the medu um as far as though you know just the different sounds from what I've learned thus far I'm still learning so much just so much I'm still learning but yes I know he definitely did use um african languages 
um, in, in, in it to, you know, to actually, you know, get his sound, um, to get, you know, the sound and everything to help with his system. All right. Um, you know, excellent. Can you hear me? Yes, you. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So, you know, what, um, you know, what other like kind of history, you know, have you like found, um, in you know, just any detail, you know, from some of the sources that Champollion may have used, you know, and and is it a situation where, you know. He's the father of Egyptology, or he's our sole source, and we're copping off of white people. Like, what would be your commentary to that? I'm so sorry. Can you give me a question one more time? I'm so sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, some of these uh, sources that some mm-hmm. folks don't, you know, use. Like, what else can you tell us about? Um, you know, any any other detail so we can kind of understand, you know, how he came to his conclusion. On deciphering the metal nature. Um, I would actually need um, Netchaneb to come in and help me out a little bit with this, um, because he was going over with. Yeah, what was the what was the question, sir? Send it. What was the question, bro, Jetty? Okay, well, I was saying like, what um, like, is there any other kind of like background that we can get on, um, like how Champollion? Mm-hmm. Made his disciple. You know, oh yes, I, it's, it's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's plenty. It's plenty of information. It's plenty of information. Like uh, Grappo gives gives where he has. I think Grappo has an essay called the S. S uh, one of the essays of. Um, oh, hold on. I think he do an essay on the system of Sean Paulion. I think that's the actual name of that that text. And in one of the mm-hmm. essays, he just breaks down the whole system. Of which Jean Paulion did, and uh, I do a work called uh, the historical uh, the historical systematic timeline of the decipherment of of Egyptian language, and I pretty much you know give a a section by section timeline by timeline uh, treatise or PowerPoint on some of the methods Jean Paulion used. Like for example, uh, one uh, one of the letters and primary sources one of of Jean Paulion letters which was in French, uh, he, he spoke about on how he delved himself psycho- psychologically into the African mind, which is the Egyptian mind. He said that in primary sources in a letter. So that's, that's one type of source. In the same letter, uh, which is the letter to uh, Dacia, I, I forgot the, uh, the date. I could go to my notes and get the date. Well, anybody could just look up uh, Lesbys uh, to Dacia uh, by Sean Paulion. You'll see, you know, the dates on Google, if, if you will. But one of the main reasons of Sean Paul Young that I said that his element was an African element, for one is that psychologically, he delved himself into the mind of the Egyptians, which they were African. Two, he studied the language of Coptic, which is an African language. That's two. Mm-hmm. Three, the Rosetta Stone itself is an African monument. It's an African uh, um, a fine. So it's three basic elements that he had that he admitted himself that he delves heavily into the African uh, 
culture of Egyptian, and he delved heavily into the uh, ancient language of, of Coptic as well. You feel me? And uh, and also, there was that a stone as a key element, which is an African element. He compared, he did a lot of comparisons with of uh, the, I think the Hieratic with the Demotic with the with the uh, the Medinetra and the Greek. So what he did was just comparison. He compared the sound. If the sound matched the hair, he said it's a certain amount of numbers in Greek, and he calculated the numbers in Greek, the, the certain amount of numbers in Greek, and then he calculated the certain amount of numbers of words that probably was in the hieroglyphic. So he did a side-by-side comparisons with the three uh, hieroglyphics, the the, uh, the cursive form of, of Medinetra and the, the Greek. You feel me? So he, it was a lot of work. Also, he used some of the work of Thomas Young. Also, in I think in one of his works, Sean Paulion works I mentioned in my work, he also used some of the works of of Clement of Alexandria actually, and that's all the way in in uh, I think A.D. Uh, that's uh, one thirty five or two hundred one A.D. The Clement of Alexandria, and the Clement of Alexandria he wrote a treatise called the Strong Body. The Strong Body was his primary text, written in Greek, but Actually, Sean Paulion actually put an essay together inside his work, the the precise, the uh, it's in French. Yeah, I'm horrible with French, but the precise. Let's look up the precise in French, and you will see that uh, Sean Paulion put in that work a section of uh, of Clement of Alexandria, and he was examining the Clement of, of Alexandria work, and he said that the Clement of Alexandria work was was kind of accurate, actually. Also, uh, Grappo put and say his work was accurate. So the the decipherment, as far as the decipherment goes, yes, we use the system of Charles Paulion, you know, uh, and it has been updated in advance over the years and years and years since uh, throughout time, from the 19th century on date. But, you know, what people fail to realize, like SETI, uh, Sir Stephen SETI, you know, and other people who claim that we use the European had something in involved with translating, I, I, doubt, I highly doubt that. That's incorrect information. You know, we know that uh, Sean Paulion was in his mind a goddamn African. He said it in his damn letters. He said, anytime you talk to a nigga and say he dreamed Coptic or he dreams an African land, like you talk to a nigga that might be Yoruba, he said, yo, I, he ain't from Yoruba land, but he said that I study Yoruba, yo, I dream that shit. I dream Yoruba language. I, I, I think I'm over Yoruba. This nigga, he he's he's fucking Yoruba. This nigga, he studies the Yoruba language that well and that frequently, and he put his psychology inside of of that hemisphere. And you know, so we gotta we gotta you know speak truth. You know, it was just not no. I go over there and uh, add some letters to this or let. He didn't use European uh, language and none of that. He used Coptic. He knew that Coptic was the basis. One of the bases of understanding the Medunetra. He even done comparisons, and Sean Paulion done comparisons with Coptic in, in his work as well. So the central basis and element to Sean Paulion of, of decipherment was African in origin. Yes, it was. Yeah, and just to um, support what you're saying, um, just a little bit about um, the scripts that's on what's called the Rosetta Stone, that, that monument. Um, it is a Decree. It is a so-called world decree during the time of uh, the Ptolemaic or the Greek European dynasty, as the sister pointed out earlier. So, you know, on this this uh, this, this stone monument, 
it, it has three sections, okay? So the top section, you know, for listeners, is, is what I call formal metal nature, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's like your hieroglyph, all right? Then the second section, which is in the middle, is written in uh, shot, all right, which, trans, which is a word, rule, um, letter writing, okay, um, you know, or document writing, all right. It's just simply a word. It's really just a comedic term, just meaning handwriting, because we didn't have a special term for the writing, which you write, right. you know, with hand. It's kind of like writing cursive. It's the difference between, type, when, you know, when you type the paper, the, the visual letters, that's formal, the formal writing. Then when you do handwriting or the cursive form, that's more so like when you're writing documents. So it's the same comparison. So the um, they say it's hieratical demotic, okay? Then the third section, which, which is on the bottom, is written in Greek, mm-hmm. okay? All right. So, That's so, so Jean-Paulion... Um, being a speaker of French, all right, he knew the Greek alphabet, all right. Now, if you understand the Greek alphabet, then you can you can look at the Coptic writing, all right. And Coptic is um, the Kemeti language, or Rani Kemi, or um, the Egyptian language, written with Greek letters. Now, the difference between the Coptic alphabet and the typical Greek alphabet is that Coptic has an additional um, yep. six letters or signs mm-hmm. that are adopted or evolved directly from Demotic. Again, a Demotic yep. is um, a handwritten form of, of Egyptian, but in the late, late period, which evolved out of Hieratic. All right? We can get, mm-hmm. that, get to that another time. However, so these six extra letters um, account for the sounds that are present in Egyptian that are not present in Greek. All right. Mm-hmm. So once you once you get to know those, all right. Now you can look at a text written in Coptic, and you can at minimum pronounce all of the words. Okay, and it's vocalized. So now the, the vowels are written in as well. So this is the easiest transition. Um, which, again, anyone knows the Greek alphabet or even the Latin alphabet can do this, all right? Um, so, so I'm going to pass the mic now. Like, how, now, let me ask you this, and this is for your sister. Um, you still with your sister? Mm-hmm, I am. So the, the study of Medanestra, like, how has it transformed your mind? What type of effect has it had on you? since the day you started learning? Wow. Um, well, I'm, I've been so, well, first off, I started my journey. I got to tell you how I started my journey. I started my journey, it was um, it, it was solely spiritual because um, I, before I, I learned the Medunetta, I actually, I have different gifts. So um, I actually, knew that I was eventually going to learn Medunetta. So I was connected with my ancestors when I technically wasn't fully engulfed into the culture, okay? And, and, you know, for you to learn the language is then for you to end up learning the culture, you know? 
So, um, yeah, that's how I started. And, and now that I can actually speak to my ancestors um, in the actual uh, language, okay, it's been like like on a spiritual aspect, even with when I used to pray, now when I pray it's totally different. I can actually speak in the actual tongue of the Madhu. And it's funny because at first um, prior I was a Christian, and, yeah, I would pray, and I was like, why am I praying? And I get answered. <laughs> and I get answered, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually now when I talk to my, my ancestors and everything like that, they, you know, I get I get answers. You know, it actually it happens even quicker now because I have that connection um, to them. And I think that is why it is so important that we actually do learn some form of um, any African language just to connect us back to our continent, connect us back to home. You know, but I think Madhu is definitely a great, um, a great, a great way of actually um, starting to do that. If you can learn the Madhu Nature, if you do want to learn the Madhu Nature, you know, so it's 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 impact me um, so much. I'm actually even closer now um, to my ancestors than I ever was before. I say, I say, you know, and uh, so, brother, listen, that you know, um, I'll give the same question to you, brother. Like how, when you started learning metanature, how has it transformed your mind? And like, what have you got? Yeah, be honest, it ain't, it ain't do nothing for me. You know, it's just another, another, another language. That's it. Um, <laughs> and, 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 you know, I ain't gonna spookify no language. You know, I ain't gonna get in, get into that. You know, I was already African before I started knowing metanature. I started uh, studying uh, from Hebrew Kainu. And other African um, people that's in Baltimore that you know was get me out that pseudo shit, you know, you know, you feel me? So, you know, I had a couple of pseudo people like, yo, what Manenetsu, Manenetsu, make me do superpowers or something. I'm like, yo, Manenetsu is a language. <laughs> it's, a, it's a regular goddamn language. That's it. You feel me? And I'm being real. It's a regular language. And other Africans in that area speak it as well. You know, it's not nothing different. It's not nothing different than, you know, Coptic. Coptic might be a, a, a dialect derivative or variation of the Mennonite, but just because I speak Coptic or Mennonite ain't going to stop these motherfucking slave niggas from, from uh, uh, enslaving our way. It's not. Mm-hmm. Now, Dr. Ricketti, I mean, uh, uh, expresses the fact, right? Now, one thing it did do that I was surprised, that it actually unified some shit in my hood. Now, I'm giving you some right. real shit. I done taught the sister about Mennonite. I done taught this, uh, uh, another brother who was the leader of a gang of Mennonite. And I taught another dude down the street, I ain't gonna put his name out there on the radio, about Mennonite. Now, no bullshit. You know what I mean? No bullshit. These niggas holler at me today to teach these niggas Mennonite. And I'm only a second level student. You feel me? Now, Dr. Riccati Amon stresses that the, uh, the teach whoever you can and, and spread it around the world because she view it as a unifying agent for Africans. You know, we get to speak our native tongue. We get to, you know, uh, 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 get in contact with, with our... And I, for real, I didn't, I, I didn't really, you know, had an intention to know about an African language. I thought that shit was phony. That I made mean, coming up in Baltimore. I, I thought that shit was phony. Like, yo, get your Zulu ass up out of here. 
that's how we carry around our hood, you feel me? But as soon as I started studying Metanetra, I see that that's one of the oldest languages, you know, oldest languages uh, ever, ever recorded, documented. You feel me? It has a lot of history connected to the language. You feel me? It got other people's history connected to the language. So, you know, my impact it had on me is that it's a unifying agent, and the history just connected to the language is, is, a, is a lot. But as far as, you know, having an impact on me personally, you know, I, ain't, I mean, it ain't do nothing special for me. It's just another language for me, you feel me, to learn and master. And that's it. Okay. Mm. All right. All right. Well, um, you know, yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely, yeah. I definitely agree with you with the, uh, un, as a, it's a unifying agent, you know, just as it was in ancient times, it has the same effect with us now. Um, and sometimes, you know, we may say, yeah, it unlocks keys in your mind, because et cetera. Um, <laughs> with, you know, I can agree, I can agree to that part. Um, it's just that things need to be clear. And in a sense, um, when we demystify it, okay, I think it, it, it's a benefit because in the media, through movies, okay, Discovery Channel, National Geographic, et cetera, they'll say, uh, oh, the mysteries of ancient Egypt, you know, and or, or the aliens, or we don't know who built this or how did they do it, and they'll overly mystify it so that once you start to actually figure it out, which it is comprehensible, you know. Um, you know, uh, people who are Eurocentricized, you know, in their thinking, can justify saying, "Oh well, we don't really know what it is." But actually, we do know what it is. We just don't want to give credit to African people, and we understand that the African mind is more equipped to comprehend. This uh, this language because again it, it, it's an, it's an, it's simply another language that people spoke, you know. But like you said, it's a unifying agent for African people. So to keep you away from it, they want to over mystify, over mystify, you know, this this or putting some type of unreal magical sense in your head that is beyond comprehension, you know. And I think this is where. Um, uh, people may write in books the same the ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs hieroglyphs have never been deciphered. You know, I think that that is a part of the uh, trend of misconception in over mystifying African languages or an African script so that you don't get access to it. And as you have discovered, brother, you know, it, it can it does something for you. You know, now of course we may have different ways of describing that benefit. However, it's a benefit nonetheless. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, definitely yeah, I, I can agree. Do I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing I want to point out, right? Uh, also, we're learning the language, right? Um, you know, in our in the Western culture over here, you know, we're so disconnected from nature. And the good thing about the Madu as well, you know, it could it connects you to like all existence. You know, from um, you know the signs. I mean, the signs have everything, you know, <laughs> it had everything in, um, in existence and everything like that. So um, also that, that changes the part of your mind of it um, not just being, you know, over here in the Western way, it just being one way, like you're superior over all things instead of you are a part of all things. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. Hey, I wanted to um, just make a quick comment about about that, and then uh, something else um, with the language. I, I kind of have to disagree a little bit about okay. uh, metro nature or such metro nature. I disagree with um, Nature Neb a, a little bit, <laughs> only <laughs> only because um, Sesh Metal Nature as a script, you know, Sesh Metal Nature, the 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 document script, it is um, a lot different than the scripts that we're used to, and it, what it does, it it kind of rewires your mind and it changes your paradigm when you have mm-hmm. to deal with um, signs that deal with semantics, and then you deal with signs that are that are purely uh, phonetic. And then you have signs that deal with concepts or, or ideas called ideograms. And we don't have that in English with the English orthography or, you know, the Latin script that we use. So just learning the Sesh Metal Nature will, will kind of rewire your brain, you know, right there. There's nothing spooked <laughs> out or anything uh, like right. that. But, you know, I'm just saying it, it, it definitely does change you up. It, it will change right. the way you, you, um, you have to conceive the world around you. Well, so it, it is does have that. Yeah, well, I had to disagree with you too, brother. Um, <laughs> reason, why, reason why I say I had to disagree with my brother YG is because we still use signs and symbols today. reason why I say that, stop signs. And traffic signs, you know, you got people walking. We already know that sign means you walk across that street by the red light, you ask them to get smashed by a car. So we pay attention to those signs when we in our car. So we, we still use, as human beings, we never not use signs and symbols to help us interpret things without words. Sometimes we no, use that... symbols. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on before you cut me off. But, you know, the, the brother actually would have benefited me. I say in no type of way. Reason why, I ain't the only nigga in the hood and no matter nature. That shit ain't do nothing in this hood. The only way we do something in this hood when we apply action. That's it. You don't apply action, I don't give a fuck how much men and nature you speak, ain't shit gonna get done. You gotta put in work for shit to get done. That's the African way. Always been an African way. Period. Now, what I'm, what I'm saying is this: is that I agree with you to a point, but it ain't rewire nothing to me. I always been African since I was little. Since I came out the womb, I was African, and I always had a sense for my people. I went through all the schools since I was young. I always had a knack for African shit since I was small. So it ain't rewire nothing to me. I always been raw white. I always got put out of white schools. I always got put out of, always got fired from jobs at the crack and trial press me. I always argue with that nigga. I always had, I always had a, a net to do for self, to teach my people. You feel me? And rewire nothing in me. It's just another language to me. Now, what I'm saying is that what it helped benefited me is that unifying agent in the history that's connected to the meta nature. Meaning that oh, I can go to the meta nature and actually look in the inscription to prove some African shit that it might sound crazy in in in, in Africa. If, if I just talk to you, but yet I can go into the Meta Nature and, and the history that's connected with the Meta Nature, and I can actually pull up some things that I always had something, you know, uh, uh, some questions about. You know, uh, I always had some deep questions about this and, and deep questions about that. Go to the Meta Nature. These niggas so smart, they got it. So, you know, that's just my point of view, bro. You know, even though you disagree, that's good. I disagree with you. You feel me? But, you know, that's me. It didn't rewire nothing in me. Nothing. I've always been motivated to do well. You know, I'm always going to study language. I love languages. But, you know, I'm not, not, you know, not going to say it can rewire you. You know, that's bullshit. <laughs> okay, well, let me just... Uh... 
Yeah, I just want to say, yeah, um, Brother Sanjay's question was definitely a subjective um, question based on your personal experience. So when I say I disagree with Correct. you, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not in your shoes to disagree with your experience. So I would never do that. What I, what I, that's why I chuckled when I said it. So I hope you didn't take it the wrong way. What I was saying was not that the, not that the script rewires you to make you become more African, because like you said, it didn't, it didn't. You were always African. That's not an issue yeah. with anything I was saying. I was saying. What you saying? What you that, saying? Rewiring, man. That's where I, I'm. I lost. You lo- I've lost in translation. Yeah, yeah. So let me. All right. So cool. Let me. All right. So let me explain it. I thought I, I thought I explained it. What I'm saying is that in English, as a script, because um, you're 100% right that we we definitely still use um, signs and symbols all the time. Correct. You know, we we yeah. we, we do that, but not even as a slang, script. Even if let's Wait, be, even if I didn't, I didn't, I didn't cut you though. I, I, yeah. I disagree with that, bro. Even Dr. Ricchetti agree with... Hey, Queen, hold on, hold on. What did but, Dr. Ricchetti aim and say about slang language that black people use in the hood? What'd she say? I'm sorry. One second, though. One second, though. I said, what did Dr. Ricchetti aim and say about slang language? About slang language, right? In the hood. Let him finish. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was I was quiet and let you let you finish. I appreciate that. Okay, I was just yeah, yeah. I was I was okay. Okay, there's a difference between okay when you say slang. Even when you bring up slang, there's a difference between spoken slang versus characters, and that's that's what I, that's what I made made me need to make more clear to you. That's why I, that's why I said sesh medu nature. So how do we rewire you, Wait, bro? Right? That's what I want to know. Okay, let me. Okay, let me just finish because I wanna I wanna make sure I wipe away all the confusion because you brought I'm up not uh, slang. You said no, I'm not confused. Know, y'all you said rewired. Come on, man. So I wanna know. But I wanna know. You said rewired, right? I wanna know what does it rewire. All right, so let me let me just give just be a little patient. Let me just say this real quick. I'm not gonna be long winded with you. You know, they, you know, you know they call you iron long. You know they call you iron long. So you get to the point, bro. Okay. Yeah, if you don't cut me off, I can, I can get to the point really, really fast. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, the oh, thing oh, is, <laughs> man, all right, man. <laughs> all right. So listen, real, all right, real quick, real quick. The thing is, I'm, I'm talking about the script because you, you, you brought up signs and symbols. We, we still do that today, but that is not in our script. In other words, the alphabet, the A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A through Z <laughs> alphabet, is yeah. not the same as Sesh Metonetra. What Sesh Metonetra as a script? I'm talking I never about the said script. it was the same. Hold on, hold on, bro. I never said. Wait, first of all, I'm not debating. I'm not arguing with you. All right, I tell you whoa, what, we, whoa, we'll just table this. We'll just table this for another time. I never said that was the same. Hold, hold up. You say no. it helps you. You said it disagrees. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you disagree on, with me. But well, I want to know. <laughs> this is what I want. I want to know this. Before you get into the scripts, I know about the scripts. I know about the scripts, bro. What I'm saying is, this how does it help you rewire you? Tell me. Yo, can y'all hear me for a second? Okay. Talk about some scripts. I, I ain't say nothing wait, about wait, scripts. Wait. I don't think I said well that the shit don't do nothing over here. That's all I said. And, hey, and I wouldn't think I said that it agent is it, a unifying agent. How you gonna disagree with it? I mean, with the because that mine's not like yours. Can y'all hear me? God, Yo, can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? To you. Hey. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Y'all can hear me? No, yeah. we're not gonna debate this. It's a good conversation. 
And what we what we need to do is we got to allow each other to finish so we can get the whole idea out, right? And we got equal time on this platform. So, you know, as a squad member, if y'all want to take an hour to explain it, then explain it, and then let the other person take another hour. That's how that go. If we want to debate it, we can debate that shit, you know, a little bit better than that. Okay. Let's let everybody just get their words out. Because, you know, you know, I'm sitting on I'm sitting on. I mean, that's true. Hey, hey Baba, uh, that's true. Me? Baba, uh, yeah, that's true. But what I'm saying, get to the yeah. point. He disagreed that it don't rewire you. I mean, why are you bringing up scripts? I didn't say anything about me, script. I, know, I said, let, let, let bring up the out. point why let's, it why you disagree that it better than that. I want to know, method. you said you disagree with my portion of what it does for me, right? Okay, you disagree with that. What I want to know is that it does rewire you. That's what you said. I want to know how does it rewire the human being knowing Madden Nature. That's, that's the point he said. That's okay, it. Right? Okay, right. Now, now right, let me, okay, just let me talk, though. That's all I ask. Can you do that? All right, Joe, Joe, good. You got the Man, well, can you, well, well, can you not right. go over every, I mean, like, every way? Just stick to the point, bro. Stay, why, rewire you, and, you know, okay, all right. would you okay, disagree all right, with all right, that? Everyone stop. Hold all on, everyone okay, stop. listen. All right, this is what we're going to do. Hold on, hold on, Ujjah, let me, I need to step in for a second. This oh, is how we're going to do it. Hold on, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to let Ujjah talk. We're not going to cut him off, okay? Then once he's finished, then, all right, Brother Nettonet, then you make your commentary, all right? Because, again, we don't see in, in the past five, ten minutes, we haven't gotten anything done. Let the brother talk. Let him do his style. And then, let him have, you do your style. But nobody yeah, you get as much time up. as you mean. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. No, and then I right. got, uh, I'm going to hold up. Uh, hold on, let me, let me get this nine. Let me cool you all down for a second. Uh, 646, uh, New York Reggie, what's good, brother? Hey, peace, family, hotel. Uncle Josh Neb Neb, it's Brother Reggie. How y'all doing? So I think this is a very important conversation. And uh, one thing that we can use is we can use uh, we can use mod. So uh, in the context of uh, understanding the language and what the one thing that the meta nature did was the real question is did the meta nature transform Kemet, right? Did it transform Kemet? Did it make Kemet a classical African civilization? Did, did the language and what they chose to write about, was it different than uh, their surrounding neighbors? And what did they do with it? So um, uh, always when we have, like, arguments, some arguments are really, really good, um, because we can come together. And sometimes what I feel is that spirituality really means our ability to communicate. The more we're able to communicate, the more spiritual we are. The less we're able to communicate, the less spiritual we are. Because communication, I mean, spirituality only means communication. So um, I'm listening. I'm going to stop because I'm very interested in the conversation, even though it's disagreement. But I think we could fix that, but I want to hear it all. So go ahead. Okay. Um, if it's my turn, I, just, I would like just to respond. Hey, your I turn. Get what I was going to say. All right, cool. All right, so um, the thing is is that when I said I disagree with Netra Neb, um, I'm not disagreeing with your experience, and I thought I made that clear because I'm not in your shoes. I would never even attempt to do that. So hopefully we're clear on that. What I was specifically in disagreement was 
was the script. I mentioned script, the script being another language. I'm saying that the script rewires the way you approach language and communication script in literature because, the, and I gave the example, in English we have, we don't have the use of ideograms and determinatives and so on and so forth as we do in Sesquimetal Nature where you have signs that you write or carve that will actually convey the semantic meaning of a word. Then you have signs and or symbols that you carve or write that will relay an idea. We don't have that in the English script, and I, I specifically said the Latin orthography or the English script. I'm talking about the script. That's what I'm talking about. So it, it rewires the way you have to think and approach to literary communication. It triggers things in your mind that, that a purely um, alphabetical or phonologic, uh, phonetic script will not do. So bringing up signs and symbols that we still use today, we use even text messages, LOL, we use happy face, we use the heart. We use, we use different ideograms to communicate, yes, but it's not in the English script as a language. When you go to school, you don't see on that alphabet chart A through Z. You don't see the heart. You don't see the stop sign. You don't see none of that stuff. So this is what I'm specifically talking about. So I'm not disagreeing with your experience. So um, hopefully you don't have to be um, as charged up and defensive. So I, I, I wouldn't trying to do that. So I'm not really disagreeing with you just on the statement, and I'm saying that that's what metonetra, sesh metonetra will do. So you ask me, how does it rewire you? That's the way it rewires. It rewires the way you approach communication, uh, literary communication. That's what it does. And how you know that uh, is because – hold on one second. How you know that is because when you write in sesh metonetra, you have to think about ideograms and determinatives and, and – Versus, if you write strictly in English, you don't have to do that. So it has so so it has to change the way you approach that. That's what I mean by re rewiring. Not rewiring as if as though you're going to transform like Voltron or transform it and and change something out spooky and things like that. That's all. Well, I mean. well, I well I agree, but I wasn't you know mentioning. I didn't mention you know anything about that. I already know that because I read the metanature myself off of memorization. So you know. It, I, I don't disagree with that. What I'm saying is that, you know, I'm speaking about mystifying metanature. What, what does it done done for you? What, what, what does it do? It does nothing. It's a language. It's, it's for to communicate. That's it. You look at all languages are different. You don't look the same anyway. You, you, you don't look at certain languages the same. Like Spanish, you might say Casablanca. You know, you say, you know, the reverse first and the, the second, you know, you, you say last. There's different languages you say different. You know, different languages you can come to differently other than English. It's different languages. It's a thousand languages. You got Insabiti script. You know, you got uh, uh, different scripts other than the metanature. You know, so, you know, when, it, when I look at the languages, man, I look at languages, you know, as what they are, fucking languages. You know, it's up to us to do something with this stuff. It's up to us to attack the community, teach our women and shit. It's up to us to do that. Angle door four is me knowing metanature. That's my point. You know, your point is understandable. It's logic. You know, if I approach English the same way I approach, uh, say, uh, 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 Bangimi and Dogon, two different ways to approach that. They don't have nothing to do with, you know, without, you know, how you learn metanature, just how you learn metanature. How you learn Bangimi and Dogon is how you learn Bangimi and Dogon. How you learn English is how you learn English, bruh. You know, it, it doesn't rewire me in a special way. That's just me. 
You know, I look at it, it one thing I see it does do is it's a unifying angel. Anytime you can have those war tribes in Africa, the Nile Valley, that can, you know, be unified with each other like that, do a systematic approach of, of languages without putting in vowels and all that, yo, brother, that, that's service. And I see it done in this hood today, a violent East Baltimore hood I live in. I taught three people metanetia. Well, how much I can know. And next thing you know, these niggas is talking about metanetia. By the corner store, got gangs, brothers around them, unifying. Yo, I see it. That's what I see in it. It's a unifying language, and I do see it, and Dr. Ricchetti teaches us that. That's all I'm saying. And brother, uh, Ish, how you doing, man? I'm Ross Card up. Hold on for a minute, brother Ish. I'm Ross Card up, brother. I'm Ross Card up, family. Yeah, I'm doing fine, family. Yeah, y'all, y'all going to continue. I ain't gonna cut nobody with them. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. I, Hold on. Oh, this last, last, that, oh, this uh, with y'all. Just this last thing. So, so all right. So long, long as we we can agree, because cause the thing is in communication. You know, it's a meeting of the mind. So I, I just want you to understand, Netanab, that I wasn't disagreeing with your experience. Um, and then the fact that the script, I'm speaking about scripts specifically. I never, but bro, I up, never mentioned scripts for you to disagree okay, with but me. You don't have to jump on my, you don't have to jump on, you don't have to cut my wisdom by jumping. I'm not, I mean, it's not, it's not an attack. I'm, 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 tr- I'm hoping you understand that I'm not trying to attack. I want to know why you're trying to, I, I just want to know why you're saying you disagree, you but I didn't mention scripts, bro. That's what I want to know, okay. bro. Okay, so I thought I, I already explained that. Yeah, okay, and I did. Oh, say so, so when did you dis- so, disagree uh, about me mentioning this script? I don't get it. What you, what Yo, you, hey, no, real quick, no, 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 Watch this, hold on, watch this. So if a language unifies you, and Nab agrees that it unifies you, <laughs> and then I'm not quite clear with Ujawa was saying that it does uh, rewire you, right? So something in your mind has to change and transform for you to unify with somebody. So y'all basically saying the same shit. Something has to take, take place in your mind to make me say, I don't want to kill that nigga no more. I want to fuck with him. It's something working there. You know what I'm saying? So y'all basically, you know, y'all basically on the same vibe with that. You think about it. For me to for me to want to come together with somebody. I think it has to change, right? And since since we do admit it's a unifying language, you can look at the different tribes. You mean, man, you you it's the largest river in the world. Correct. Okay. Correct. So in the whole That's world, and then you got a lot of different uh, ethnic ethnic <laughs> African groups. The diverse population right. that 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 inhabit the Nile is immense, and we're gonna get into that shit, December, right? Correct. And so if it's unifying. Then, 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 what was the thing that unified him? And if it was the language that unified him, then when Ujao says, "Well, it be it, it, why they thinking?" That's some real interesting shit, right there. So y'all basically on that same thing. Now, as far as the script thing go and the squash and all that, maybe we need to continue. I only understand all that right at this moment, but I'm saying that y'all saying the same thing coming at you different approaches. So, right, you know what I mean? Y'all, my approach, y'all, y'all my, I agree. I agree. My approach yeah. was only the fact of that. You know, it doesn't. You know, do anything for me. That's just me. That's just not your name. Is I look at it mm-hmm. as another language. I'm a different type of brother. I look at things mm-hmm. as what they are. You know, I don't try to add extra shit to shit. I just look at it okay. as they are and move on like that. 
Now, with it, okay, so the maybe brother I asked me this question, maybe, maybe I and, the brother, and, the, and, I, and I agree with the brother. I said it does <laughs> do things. It, it does do things because I've seen it done in my hood when I, when I teach it. You feel me? So, okay. you know, that's what I, I'm so maybe I should have So said, I want to know where the okay, disagreement so, coming at. Okay, so let me, re, let me rephrase what I said. I said it would have been better for me to say, instead of saying I disagree with Netronib, I should say I don't share the same opinion about the language as Netronib in the fact of your statement that it's just another language. I don't feel that it's just another language. I don't diminish um, sesquimetronature or metonetra in the in the phrase. I wouldn't express it as just another language. That's just me. So that's where I just differ from you. I won't say I disagree with you, but I will differ no. from you and don't and don't treat that's, it that way because metonetra lasted over a three thousand year period. Go ahead. Oh, what, what, did the, what did you say, sis? What was your opinion on it? You said you heard transform. What did you say? She said a tra- transformer, You're closer to the ancestors and all that. No, I want to. hear. I want to hear her say it. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> damn, we cannot do that. Go ahead, sis. Sarah, yeah, it, it definitely again. brought me um closer to the ancestors because you know okay. um I was um able you know able just to speak the language to them the way that you know the, you know that they apparently understood you know at that particular um. You know, it just it just connected me in that way. I'm just gonna put it mm. like that because again, um, my journey my journey has been a spiritual journey, and that is the reason mm. why I actually started to learn the language um, mm. was to for me to first learn the language, and then because I don't feel like you can actually really get the true essence of a culture if you do not know the actual language as they spoke it. As you know, you you can't really get right. the true essence out of it. So that was the purpose of me learning the language first, and mm-hmm. then going into the spirituality, um, which, you know, is where I'm actually guided um, to, and then also, you know, to learn the culture in the midst of it all. So it definitely connected me um, to my ancestors. That's why they've been guiding me, and they've guided me to where I'm at as well. So okay. it definitely it completely changed my experience. Okay. So I'll tell you what's interesting, and, and if we listen to John Henry Clark, he clearly said that I want Ish to get on get on in this, and then we go to some Jetty. Back to there, back to um, Ujau. He said that language was culture. So if you, so if you learn in the language, that'll help you better understand the culture. And in better right. understanding the culture, you know what I'm saying, you better understand your ancestors and the way they did things. And that's why when we see certain books written that don't, that don't have a meta to write in it, and you're claiming that it's certain things that are transpiring, but they're really not. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 that word God. Like they not mm-hmm. even really understand what nature is and for people to apply God mm-hmm. to nature kinda throws your ass way off. Way, way mm-hmm. off. You, you feel me? Because it's not yep. a, it's not the same thing. It's another it, I mean, cultures develop ideas and concepts. Let them have their idea and concept of a spook God coming down saving humanity. Let them do that. But you gotta know out of uh, at least a hundred thousand years amongst the now, and I'm gonna bring that shit up. That 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 people develop ideas and concepts that is just as powerful, right? Or I would like to say far more powerful than the little Middle Eastern kids with that crap they be coming with, or even the dramatic tribes, you know, newly formed dramatic tribes. You feel me? So we need to we need to understand the language to understand the culture, and understand the culture 
we'll get an idea on what kept them unified or what kept them surviving for so long. Go ahead, Brother Ish. Brother Ankh, what I would probably say is that um, a person's going to change or make alterations in their character, uh, not necessarily rooted in language itself. You know, the, the change is going to emanate in that human being and their growth and their Correct. development as a human being. Yeah. An expression of that growth as a human being can be expressed through language, but the change or embrace of culture will take place before you even, in fact, it will probably be the inspiration for you to learn the language. So you will have people that maybe can speak fluent whatever and have very, very low character. Mm. Whatever, whatever, whatever the language may be, because the change right. is not emanating within their character. So, mm-hmm. so, so something, you know, the connection between you and the creator is going to take place and germinate within you. Yeah. And then how how you develop your character, you know, the, your balance, the things that you embrace in life. These things are what's going to take place, and that's separate of quote unquote language. So that's that's how I see it. I, I see the change. I see very good character in people, regardless of whatever languages they're speaking, and I try to look at that in a human being. And then I try to find the common ground within those other human beings of similar character and, and morals and views, and that's how I connect with people. That's what I was telling. Okay. Uh, where are you at, uh, uh, Sanjay? All right. Um, for me... Um, the effect that Melody Nation had on me is this, um, you know, coming out of, you know, the, the Wapping school and learning Hebrew and Arabic, et cetera, um, it had a profound effect on me. Uh, number one, when you're looking at the script itself, um, you know, it has a different effect than just, say, just reading English per se, all right, or Latin-based script, which is linear, okay? When you're reading Metronetra or Seth Metronetra, as my brother um, referred to it as, uh, you know, you're looking at signs that are recognizable in nature or domestic life, et cetera, all right? So, you're, so you're, you're, your mind already has memory of the signs already. So associations are occurring automatically, which is different from reading English, okay? Um, and on top of that, Metronetra his read in four different directions, okay? Um, uh, right to left horizontally, one. Right to left vertically, two. All right? It is read uh, right to left, uh, oh, pardon me, right to left horizontally and then right to left vertically. So there's four directions, all right? Uh-huh. So there's more dimensionality to metanetics. You know what I'm saying? So it's more of a challenge than just reading English. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's going to have that effect on In anything that you learn, we learn something new, uh, new connections are made in your brain. And I think that's what could be um, meant by rewiring or a change in a sense. And that really happens with anything you learn new. New habits, new, con- new neuron connections happen in the brain. And I'm saying that based on the biology background. Um, you know, and then when I read the text, okay, you know, I'm automatically coming with knowledge of the language, pyramid text, coffee text, you know. Um, you know so it just has like, just a better profound effect for me. 
you know, um, uh-huh. you know, it, it just makes for a greater learning experience. This is more dimensionality, and it's African, so I don't have to search and try to find myself in a text like, like, um, you know, like in in, in Abrahamic text. I have to try to find the black people. With, with this, there's no having to find black people because we're already there. You know what I'm saying? So it's something where it's an automatic association. This is African. I don't need to try to figure out whether or not I'm African with this. It's already there. Mm. Can can I add? Absolutely. You can ask about the All right. So I'm not going to read Medu Nature. I'm going to read a translation of Medu Nature from um, Kanuna Nope. And you know Kanuna Nope, uh, for our listeners, is a story where a uh, what they call a peasant, an ordinary man, he uh, went to uh, sell his goods in uh, Kemet, and he was uh, robbed by someone pretty important, and and his goods were taken, and he petitioned uh, for uh, uh, to another uh, high official, uh, think believe Renzi, to get his goods back. And uh, what he petitioned, the way he petitioned is instructive to Medunetra because the Medunetra uh, uh, allowed him to um, articulate himself. Is that, is that, it, it, um, uh, articulated himself in such a way that um, it was perfect to the listeners. Is is, is that um, something that people can agree on? Yeah. Uh, yes, so, for sure. Um, that's that's you yeah, know they called uh, um, they called it um, uh, instead of medu nature is medu nefer. Those those with eloquent speak speech. Great. So he said he said uh, to. The high steward Renzi on his first petition, um, his first petition. When you go down to the sea of justice and sail on it with a fair wind, no squall shall strip away your sail, nor will your boat be idle. No accidents will affect your masts. Your yards will not break. You will not founder when you touch land. No flood will carry you away. You will not taste the river's evils. You will not see a frightened face. Fish will come darting to you. And I'm gonna stop uh, there. The point of it is that um, Medunetra introduced uh, good Who must have fell off the line. Who te- okay. Okay. Um, where you at, sister? I can just send the voice back in here. Where you at, sister? I am here. My phone is dying. I'm trying to. I'm hoping that um, I don't. it doesn't die before our conversation um, ends. All right, well, we'll get some words and let's talk. Talk to us about the actual translating and how, you know, how you're working and what are you translating? Let's let's get in that for your phone, now. Let's hear from your voice. I'm so sorry. Say that one more time for me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let's, I'm listening. Let's talk about uh, some of your work in translating. What have you translated? What are you translating? Um. Okay. Well, currently, right now. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, currently, right now, I have translated some of um, Hatsef Shoot's, um, some of her inscriptions. I actually did that on um, Facebook. I actually have to do some new ones. Um, I've really been trying to wait to actually finish my third level with um, with um, the classes to actually really start doing um, doing a lot of translations. Um, but I have done some like some a few translations um, when it came down to high sub shoots. Uh, um, some of her inscriptions. I don't know right offhand. I'm so sorry because I actually have it on my Facebook page. But yeah, I have worked on a few. Hello? Yeah, we're here. Oh, okay. I, I thought my phone had hung up. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's good. I, I actually, you know, bear witness to, um, I've seen some of your posts about Hatshep Suet. That's some, uh, definitely some good work. Uh, I think I chimed in on a couple of them before. You did it, in, like, in the past, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be releasing some um, videos and everything like that of um, not me just doing, like, translations, but also just writing generally um, just different things in the Meru Netter um, and, and showing people, you know, that, you know, you can write it and then hopefully, you know, teaching them little things that they can actually write and learn and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. So, um, I, I, you know, I wanted to kind of go back to the to something that was said a, a while ago about um, the decipherment, and um, you said that that kind of disturbed you, uh, sister. You said that when you heard that, I guess it was in some kind of form. You you know, you were moved to um, say something about that in Champollion, and I think that some people um, confused the decipherment of the meaning because Africans to this very day still speak related languages. So the meaning has not been lost of, of a lot of these things. So it was, in some cases there was, there was an effort to decipher the script, you know what I'm saying? And that's why I kind of mentioned the script because the Rosetta stone represents three different scripts. Um, but the actual language and the, and the conveyance of meaning is even still known, uh, you know, to this day. Like even Coptic, um, back then, during the time of Champollion, uh, Coptic retained a lot of the meanings from Rodney Kemet or Rodney Kemet, the language of Kemet. Uh, it was just the decipherment of this particular script that everybody was trying to uh, race to to uh, decipher and so on and so forth. And I think when people talk about it, I don't know, it sounds like some people, not not today on the phone or anything, but I'm saying some people that bring it up, I think they confuse the two, and the conversations get really, really, um, you know, out there without, you know, being more precise with it. Yeah, and, and I, would, I would agree with you, brother, um, in the sense that the language was always spoken. Because you remember, right. language is spoken before it's written. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, you know, it's still there. And in a sense, uh, yeah. Um, you know, and you have all these related language all across Africa, you know, that in order for us to actually understand, you know, actual, vo- say, possible vocalization, you know, it comes through comparison. Comparing, you know, like Hausa. Hausa in Nigeria is a closely related language to um, uh, 
to Egyptian, you know. Um, Kilingen language in Kenya is a closely related language to um, Egyptian, more specifically the Coptic language, you know what I'm saying? Um, and again, this is when we get into like more technicalities and more details, differences between the Middle Egyptian language and the Coptic language, but of course there's more detail. Um, the mystery, so well, quote unquote mystery, you know, was behind the script, you know, what that was seen on the wall that Europeans looked at as, oh, these are where the great mysteries are. And in a sense, this comes from the Greek because the Greeks use the term mysterion, okay, or mysterios, all right, things that are unknown to them. And they were referring, and technically they're actually referring to rituals that they witnessed North Africans perform, but they didn't know the symbolisms behind it, so they called that the mysteries. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this is actually where this is coming from, where for African people, um, I know my brother Netanyahu, he mentioned the Dogon in one of his comparisons earlier. You know, and the, for the Dogon, um, they have a hierarchy of knowledge, okay? Word from the front, okay? This is like superficial information, you know what I'm saying? And then you have word from the side, right? Now, this is where you start to get a little bit of initiatic information, where you start to, like, build some real knowledge. Then you have word from behind, all right? This is, you know, some more higher knowledge. Then you have the clear word, so dai in the in the um, in the uh, Dogon language. All right, this is absolute knowledge. Okay, so again, we have different levels, and in African people, we understand, you know, that it's a process, but it's not a mystery trial. Even things that are not known, in a sense, we know that there's a method on how to get there. You know, and one last well, example. We- um, one last example, and I'll, I'll pass it on. Um, when we go to the papyrus, the Ahmos mathematical papyrus, okay? Mm-hmm. And it starts off as um, Hepi Hasabu or Hesed, you know, the correct method or the apical method on how to um, figure out the quote unquote mysteries or things that are unknown, all right? And then it could, then the whole papyrus with um, well over 50 to 60 algebraic and trigonometric problems on how to figure out. It's giving you methods. So Correct. anything that you don't know or is unknown, there's formulas on how to figure it out. Okay? So it's not spookism in a sense. It's you don't know how to do this or you don't know what know that the workings behind this phenomenon here are the methods of how to do it, which is done through mathematics. You know, so we always have it. Yeah, I'm going to pass the mic. I'm not sure who wanted to go. Yeah, that well, is... Um... Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. No, go ahead, bro. Then yeah, call after like, you. like a... Like a uh, you have in the uh, 4th century, the end of 4th century, in the 4th century, um... You have where the Persians uh, came in and start killing killing priests who wasn't Egyptian Egyptian priests who wasn't converts. So um, during that time, that's when around the fifth century, beginning of the fifth century, uh, Horopapo made his treatise 
and it was translated in Greek by uh, Philippus, but that still was scanty information. But some of the stuff in, in the hieroglyphica is correct. Like, for example, the, the Renput or Renpet or however you pronounce it, because Mennonite had no vowels. Uh, so um, uh, the Renput, when you look into the up-to-date Godless uh, sign list, you see that, you know, Renput does mean a regal year. It can mean time, season, or regal year. Now, this information was in 5th century uh, B.C., scanty, but does give or take 11th century when the, uh, the the Romans found out about it or the Europeans found out about it. So a lot of the history of, of the Metanecha supposedly, quote-unquote, being lost never was really, really, really lost, actually. You know, right. um, uh, certain uh, places had it, had certain scanty aspects of it, like uh, of, of the Clement, of Clement of Alexandria, for example. You know, he was correct about the three scripts. It was the main Medinetra script with the Hieratic and the Demotic. Certain, uh, you had certain types of the Hieratic as well, but normally uh, the Medinetra, Hieratic, Demotic. You know, he spoke about that. Sean Polion did comparisons with that work, which is 200 A.D. You know, in, in that time period, in my uh, uh, historical systematic timeline. Now, um, of course, uh, the Medinetra, before it was written, it was spoken. It was spoken by the same African people that was in the general areas, you know, of of that land. You the Sudan people. Bud speaks about how uh, the religion of the Egyptians, the Egyptians themselves, had strong connections with the Sudanese people in Africa. This is not no, you know, new information. This information that you know was well known even in Sean Paul Leon's time. Sean Paul Leon stated that he had to. I, I, I kind of look at that as a as a white nigga in the, in the black hood. You found me. He engulfed in in the culture of the hood. You found me. Not only that, he speaks slang, so he's connected with with, uh, with the slang inside what goes on in the hood. Also, his mind is is up there. It's the same way with Jean Paul Leon. I, I I do a comparison because Jean uh, Paul Leon in his letter he stated himself that he dreams Coptic. I mean, yo. It, he dreamed Coptic. He dreamed in Coptic. He was just as nice and fluent in Coptic, uh, African language, as he was in French. You know, that meant a lot in understanding that Medinetra. You know, a lot. Especially when it uh, had dealings with Ray or Ra, he did uh, Coptic comparisons with that and stuff like that to uh, confirm his dealing. So, you know, uh, the Medinetra, like you said, bro, you correct. It was already spoken. You know, that's why I look at it as just a language, because it was already spoken. It was, it was already there, spoken first. Them, them brothers was in that area, speaking it, doing that thing, you know, came up with a system of a trade language, which I think it was, and other scholars do too, but came up with a system from the Nequata, from the Nequata 2, uh, 3, the Quata 3, and, you know, that's when it started, you know, coming up. But Africans, we've been had these ritual systems. It wasn't just new or started at Kemet. We then had these ritual systems in old traditions. It was spoken first. It was spoken first. Then, you know, all of a sudden, from agricultural aspects, writing became, you know, prevalent in that area. So, you know, the history of the ancient Egyptians, one has to, you know, get into deep study. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think that the lessons 
you know, or the deep lessons occur more so in, again, in the script itself rather than, like, the spoken language. You know, say spoken language. Now, of course, there, you know, you got the speech of the regular people, right? And then, of course, you got priests who will, you know, they'll use different semantics and, and um, code switching, et cetera, you know, in the, you know, in the language. Which we do today, like African Americans, we do code switching. I think uh, uh, Dr. Joy, um, the Grew, I think I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Um, she's the author of um, Post Traumatic Slave Syndrome. You know, in one of her interviews, she spoke about code switching that African American African Americans do. Um, and this is also typical throughout Africa. African priesthood do code switching. You know, or they'll use similar words to convey different meanings, you know. Um, but in, and again, this is something that the priest did, you know. So this is a typical African behavior or intellectual behavior. Again, like, like the brother said, nothing new. Um, but again, once we start to learn and be aware of such uh, linguistic African phenomena and begin to use it, because again, you mentioned you have to use these things. It can't just be something you study and we just get you know, um, uh, intellectual masturbation off of it is something that you have to use it, okay? How, how does this benefit us? How can we use it to unify it? So. Oh. All right, let me get this next caller, man. Let me get a call in there, man. Um, I got your line back over there, name. Uh, 256, your line is open. I'm Ross Squad Up. What's good? What's happening? Mm-mm. I'm a raw squad up, Black African Power. How y'all how y'all feeling tonight? Uh and uh, shout out to the mistress for being on here. Hotel, yeah. All right, all right, hotel to you queen. Yeah, and uh big uh big ups to uh Doctor Reggie being in the building and also I wanna encourage you guys to uh you know, go check out this Black Inner City program because you know, uh with the with the Dr. Reggie did, you know, it's really opening up a lane, you know, and as one go, the rest will follow, you know, so you know, I just want to say we should promote each other a lot more and uh, and not be afraid of, uh, you know, making it in life, you know. I just uh, wanted to ask the queen uh, also where, um, you know, is like Amazon or, you know, .com or, I mean, where's your, your book at? Because I kind of came in at the uh, last minute. Or whatever, uh, trying to find the show, but uh, I mean, can you uh, give a, a little info on where the book is at, where we can find it? See, it's not about no books. Okay, well, I thought I thought she had some literature on it. You know what I mean? Okay, well, I mean that's that's peace or whatever. I I, I think I kind of got her mistaken with the uh, with the other lady. That's why I said I came in at the. At the last minute, and also to you, uh, brother, when when is you gonna uh, post the uh, the book for the for the last uh, lady you had on the show? Will that be up on the website, or or when is that coming out? Uh, yeah, you can get that straight from Amazon right now. I'm just waiting for the uh, to get some copies from. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, all right. Well, y'all y'all be on the lookout for some powerful things coming up pretty soon. I'm you know, I'm Squad dot com. You know, Sonetta House of Consciousness. Like News 102. And like I said, you know, once again, to y'all, if y'all haven't seen it already, y'all definitely check out uh, BrotherDrReggie.com, you know, to uh, get that inner city program. Because I feel like if we don't 
support that, then we we just spinning our wheels, you know, because we we got to create something so that, you know, we don't have a a downfall on what we're trying to build. Because I, you know, I appreciate what the Amara Squad do, what Sarnetta do, and all of you that I haven't mentioned, you know. But it's time for us to really support something, so we stop spinning our wheels, you know. Uh, but. Uh, I won't hold up the uh, call because I know you have, a, you know, probably a few, a few more that want to get in. But I, I appreciate you, uh, the, uh, brother Ankh, for uh, letting letting me get in here. Yeah. So good, brother. All right, all right. Hotep, Black African Power. Black African Power, Hotel. Right. Hey, what 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 you say, Daddy? You said what, brother? Oh, the Texas, um, I think her line is about to drop or has dropped. Um, so just look for that number. That's interesting. Oh, so, you know, the plug, the plug her back, plug her back in. Yeah, she got to hit that one though on that keypad. Yeah, she got to hit that one on the keypad. Oh, see, let me see. Um, Anyway, you listen to the Armour Ross Squad. I got you right there, sis. Okay, sis, your line is back. It's open, sis. Okay, bye. Got the line back in there. I don't know where Ned went at. Where you at, Ned? I'm right here, bro. I'm right here. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you listen to the Armour Ross Squad, man. The call in number is 347-857-2055. All right. Having a uh, beautiful discussion with the queen, um, her understanding of of how the, the glyphs was translated, and it's just a good experience to have the sister on here to even be able to converse with us. Um, you know, just to share her wisdom and how uh, translating uh, the glyphs has kind of like transformed her life. Uh, what I would say is. <laughs> Metanecha is a lifelong study. And anybody with the damn discipline to take the time out of their life living in America to deal with this language, your life going to have to transform because you had to take a lot of time to do that. Um, I think Brother is spoke of in terms of it's the individual with the character, right? So it's a lot of combination of things. I, I, me personally, um, I understand how Human beings make changes in their life, no matter what else is around them. And so it's always coming to the individual, the person, to make those changes, no matter what language you're speaking to, no matter what language you learn. At the end of the day, the human being has to make that change. And so there's no magic bullet. There's no guarantee because you learn matter that your, your character will be transformed. Things will change around you. That, no, that, that, I, I can't let that fly. But what I do know is, if you put forward an effort to make a change in life and do better and learn more, then things will change for you. Just wanted to say that. Anybody want to add in? Yeah, I just want to say um, that. Yeah, I agree with you. You you have to you know your character building and spiritual development or your development depends on the work you put in. You know, just like just like losing weight, lifting, or when you know people who want to lift weights and get bulky or whatever. You're not going to get there just by osmosis and just staring at yourself in the mirror. You got to put the work in, and that goes for everything. Um, you know, the the point I was making with the language as far as uh, the script rewiring the way you think is is um, 
putting it into practice, putting in the work to learn the script, it rewires your thinking uh, linguistically on how we communicate because language is, is, is a tool of communication. And how you communicate will change and rewire um, based on the study of this script because of what it starts to cause you to do and put into practice. Because if we if we write in English and speak in, uh, write in English all the time, it'll be different than you writing a language that is um, partially logographic, partially ideographic, partially, you know, those elements that are not in the language you're used to. And this goes for anything. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, you, you, you could be, you could have the desire to fight martial arts, but if you don't stretch, um, you know, be flexible, it's not too many skills that you'd be able to perform uh, at your optimum uh, way. So that's what's meant by rewiring. It, it, it aids in the development of better uh, approaches to uh, literary communication. Not not anything spooked out or, or um, you know, humma the humma and all that stuff. <laughs> Not the humming the humming. All right. Right. Okay. All right. Where you at, Ned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to say, you know, uh, um, the Metanetia is 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 a great great language. You know, I I refer to Metanetia. Now I'm inspired to learn another language, an uh, African language, actually. But uh, Metanetia is is a great language because documentation that comes with it to me. You know, I, I think that the Medinetia has a long history. I mean, we're dealing with a long history, thousands of years. So the information that comes along with that language, I'm not caught up on, you know, how, you know, the determinatives and how you got to use your brain to read. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not on that. You know, I'm on the aspect of what comes with that, that language. What can I learn from this African culture from studying this language? And before it was even, you know, written, before it was even, a, before it, it was already spoken by numerous different Africans in the earth. So I just view it as a language in which it is. And, you know, I think that um, studying it, you know, it most definitely had makes you have access to a culture with vast information dealing with African studies, African tradition, traditional culture, African traditional practices linked to that metanetic. That's a fact. You feel me? But far as, you know, rewiring and changing human beings, I don't know about that. But I do know about <laughs> the history that's connected to the, the metanetic because I know some, you know, some people that study Mennonite to be on some shady-ass shit. And, but I know people that yeah. only speak English, you feel me, that feed the feed the poor, come in Baltimore, help us out down here. You got niggas that speak Mennonite. I ain't seen them in my motherfucking hood. Not one time. Yeah. So, you know, you got people that never speak it and, and have morals and principles of, of a nasut or morals and principles of someone that, of high morals in African culture. You know, I, I think that the language is, is beautiful in the sense that it connects us back to that African uh, uh, culture, and it's a lot of information connected with the Metanetia. I mean, numerous information. So that's my that's my standpoint. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know about them miraculously changing human changing human beings either. <laughs> but um, I don't I don't I don't I don't know what to to miraculously do do any of that stuff. So hopefully I clarified the rewiring because it seems to be, you know, kind of stabbed at a little bit. 
But I want to make something real clear that, um, you know, Justin Bieber is an entertainer. Michael Jackson is an entertainer. I would never downgrade Michael Jackson and say he's just an entertainer. Medu Netcher as a script, as it's multiple scripts, and Rodney Kimmett as a spoken language, I would never diminish it and say it's just another language. That's just me. Because in comparison to the other languages, Medu Netcher or Rodney Kimmett or Sesh Medu Netcher definitely stands above the rest. So I, w- I wouldn't do that personally. I wouldn't. I wouldn't um, diminish it and say it's just another language and et cetera, et cetera. So I just want to make that clear. And then the rewiring, clarify, clarify. Can I ask you a again. question? Can I ask you a question? Uh, not yet. You, you feel you feel like re, re, rewire, you, you rewire. Say, no, you saying uh, that somebody's stabbing you though. You feel like that? Why you feel insecure? Okay. Now, number two, okay. let me ask you a question, right? You feel insecure? Before it was a spoken language, right? You before ask it was me written. Hold on, hold on. Before before it was written, what was it? What was metanature? Just for the audience. Before it was written, what was it? Hello. Yeah. Before the metanature um, was written. What was Metanetcha? I mean, I, I mean, I'm not even going to dignify an answer to that for the audience. Well, well, go ahead, go with your bill. All of the languages are gonna 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 intersect and and come from a, an African origin, so they're all gonna be expressions of the same, you know, the same people. So we're, we're you know, right. that's a that's a branch of a. I'm trying to understand. Previous, it's a branch of a previous language and a previous culture, you know. Kim right. itself is a branch of a previous culture. So all of these languages, you know, they're they're just an evolving part of our expression as a people. Right. Let me ask you a question. No, you ask can you answer my I said before it was written, before before the Nequality right. Three phase. Just say Nequality Three. That because the only uh, earliest representation got some the, communication uh, worked on. Hold on, hold, hold I'm on. on. The 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 earliest representation of Medinetra, <laughs> oh it don't go past a certain point in the quarter. So before that point of the quarter, right, before that point when they was writing inscriptions down, before the oldest in inscriptions, what was those people saying and speaking? They were speaking their language, brother. So, you know, so what's the problem? There is no problem, brother. Oh, and, and I, I think that's what the brother was saying. I think the brother that's was saying. That's what I was saying. saying you know, I think y'all both were actually saying the same thing, just coming from different yeah, angles. Yeah, I, 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 I recognize that we're saying the same thing. I recognize we're saying the same thing. I don't, no, you I, said that's, somebody taking that's a that's stab at you, bro. You saying somebody taking a stab at you. What you feeling insecure for? Who's well, taking listen, a stab I mean, at I'm you? Not, that's just how I feel. Okay. All right, cool. You're entitled to your opinions and your feelings. I have no no problem with it. I'm not insecure. So why you say somebody taking um, a stab? Who taking a stab at? I'm not the one. Okay, I'm not the well, one guy, that's man. trying to talk hey, hey, over. Baba, hey, hey, Baba, um. see there you, you feel yeah. you you hit you hit. I said you heard him say somebody took a stab at. I want to know who took a stab at you. Okay, all right. All right, maybe maybe if you maybe if you kind of hold on, everybody calm down. Okay. I'm, I'm calm down. I'm asking you a question. <laughs> I asked you two questions. But you won't let me answer. What was the script? But you won't let me answer. What was? I said, what was We're two grown men on the phone. Where we're two. I'm, I'm not going to talk over you. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk over you. Right, right. If you ask me a question, allow me to answer it. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. We're going to change our whole society. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Everybody freeze. Let me say something. Now, we can okay. call up after this motherfucking show. We can get it in real hard. 
But we ain't going to do it here like that. Matter of fact, that's against our power, so you don't even do it like that. So let's say everybody just chill the fuck out and relax. Ain't nobody taking no stabs. Ain't nobody nothing. All right? Come on, man. We got to do a little bit better than this one. Shit. I mean, y'all, I mean, y'all saying similar shit that y'all, y'all disagreeing with. Y'all disagreeing with it. Y'all got to calm down on that shit, man. Seriously, man. If y'all want to have a formal debate on the subject, we could do that. Hey, hey, Bob, well, Bob I'm, I'm good. I, I just said, I just saying, he said somebody took a stab at him. Y'all, come on, y'all, this is the forum, man. What, what, what you tripping for? You insecure about something for what? <laughs> All right, I'm I'm just gonna let it go. I do have a question for the sister though. Is sister still with us? Yeah, she's she's she still on. Okay, I just have a question. Um, you know, you say you're at um a level two um student. Could you give a little more um information on what what it means that you're a level two? You know, something brief that because I I heard you say it. And I'm sure the listeners heard you say it, but they um they might not know. What what is a level two student of Metro Nature or such Metro Nature, et cetera? Okay. No problem. Can you hear me clearly? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. okay. All right. So great. So great. Um, pretty much we go over all of the different forms of um the different sentences, um, reading primary text. Um that that's that's like the main things you want to because um in our first our first level we pretty much go over you know, um, the unliterals, the biliterals, the triliterals, us trying to memorize that, uh, how to actually put them in, like, basic sentences. And now, you know, it gets to us actually doing, like, an extensive version of knowing all of the sentences and making bigger sentences and also just writing in the medieval answer, getting, you know, used to actually doing that. So that's what the level one and the level two uh, consists of and the level level three. Um, I'm taking that like you know we're gonna master it um, a little bit more and everything like that. Okay, okay, good. All right, all right. So basically, you know, like you're dealing more with the grammar as you as you go forward into the different levels. Right. And everything. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to add something to that, Nab? And then, um, I mean, you want to add something to that, Ujjal, then you, Nab? Oh, no, I just add, no, that was, she, she answered my question. That was that was it. All right, brother Nab, where you at? Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Just, you know, the sister just make me proud, man. Just, uh, she put in a lot of hard work, man. Just, uh. You know, dedicating herself to learning Medinetra, man, that African language and the African writing system, you know, learning the grammar of it, man. I'm proud of her. You know, a lot of sisters don't make it up out of here. And she putting in that work. I respect her. And, you know, we try to come up with a little research team in Baltimore and uh, just study the different things that, you know, that we trying to uh, get, uh, uh, get a building and do all this stuff for our people. But first, we gotta get more educated and you know learn uh, learn more of the more, learn more of the language before we go to other languages. So my my main goal is for all the students that from the Prenetra Research Center, you know, make sure they master the Metanetra and they master at least you know some other African languages. Because I see Sean Paulion's you know system work. You know, he he actually delved deeply into an African language. Another African language related to Medinetra, which is the Coptic. 
and you know Dr. Ricketti teach the same thing. So from there, I'll be pushing you know all the supplies to get the Prenatal Research Center and the researchers head to just know different other African languages. Don't let it stop there. You know, learn other techniques and stuff like that to mm-hmm. get a broad understanding of metanature from an African verb word. That's hey. it. Hey, hey, y'all niggas sound like uh, Dr. Ben and um, Chancellor, I mean, Do- Dr. Ben and uh, John Henry Clark. One nigga say he loved 18 Johnson, I don't want to say like the 25th Johnson. Y'all crazy as hell, yo. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> say the metal is the greatest thing ever. Shit. Let his ass say, man, nah. I don't know it's just a language. <laughs> But that's what scholars do, though. Yeah, that, that's the beauty of Africa, though. Right. You Michael Jackson me? is, is like, excellent. Like, 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 I'm not a chemist guy at all. I'm a pre-Stone Age, then a Palestine African culture guy. And I feel like without that South African shit, like when I'm going to Africa, I'm going to South Africa. Because mm-hmm. I like the people that later on that were people that, that, that were people are now. You know what I'm saying? Doing the Nelasine and the Palestine. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't argue anybody about that shit. But at the end of the day, we all love Africa, and that's why Africa is a beautiful thing, man. That is just so many different cultures that we don't even know about that we can love. Fetty get on this motherfucker, and he loves Kemet and all the great stone buildings. You feel me? Yeah, argue anybody down about that shit. But that's why Africa is big enough for all of us to grasp a little piece and love it. That's the beautiful thing, man. So I don't want nobody, nobody listening to think that niggas is beefing. No, we're just expressing our love for different parts of Africa, for different African languages. Some say the language transformed the mind. Some say it's just a damn language. And I'm going to transform my own goddamn mind. But that's the love that we have for Africa. So don't get that shit fucked up or twisted. I just want to make that statement, y'all. That's, yeah, that's and, what yeah, and, do, man. Yeah, and I want to... Um... I'm going to say uh, silverback off of that. You know what I mean? Shout out to Brother Ishmael. We said silverback instead of piggyback. You know, oh, in the indeed, beginning, indeed. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in the beginning, when we first put together Amorat Squad, you know, man, we used to get it in, man. Um, we mostly did it on a private line, you know, with different things. You know, I'll say, oh, you know, what, what you doing with the, with the atheist thing? What, what is that, man? And then you explain it. I'm like, man, what? Talk about, son. You know, me and Ish got it in. Y'all got it in with me. You know, and um, but at the end, of, but after a while, we were able to understand each other. You know what I'm saying? To the point where, you know, I don't have to necessarily use certain titles or, or terms like my brothers do here, but I understand their stance and a viewpoint to where I can actually defend them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So someone comes to me and says, hey, hold on you know, one minute, you know, so Daddy. We got 50, you got 56 seconds to call in. Um, 60 seconds. If you don't call in, uh, you won't be able to hear it live anymore. You have to listen to the uh, last hour of the show on the show. So the call number is 347-857-2055. show is brought to you by Animated Lessons and Animated Production, the Mel Trek cartoon, um, Upheaval, Medieval Upheaval, okay, Dealing with the European history that you need to get and RBG's niggas footwear. Go ahead, brothers and daddy. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I can understand, you know, the viewpoints of my brothers to the point where I can defend them. So someone says, hey, you know what I'm saying, Jerry, you're you an atheist, man? What's up with that, man? La, la, la. 
I'll say no, I don't use that term. However, I understand why and how my brother uses the term real black atheist. Now, I may or may not use it myself. I don't necessarily have to agree with using it, but I understand his reasoning, and I can defend him. You know, somebody asked me uh, years ago, yo, what's up with the NAR thing? I said, well, that's my brother's research. He put the work in. You know what I'm saying? Now, I, I don't have to necessarily use it in order to defend my brother. You know what I'm saying? He's coming, he's coming with, some other, with some other research. He's coming from a different angle. And the beauty of it is that we need different angles. That's the thing. Um, you know, no one way is going to solve all the problems. No one way is going to encompass the um, unencompassable, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? So we need as many viewpoints, but valid viewpoints. You know what I'm saying? It can't just be something that's loose and thrown together and think, oh, we can just pass with that. It has to be something that has research behind it that's well-grounded and well-supported. We need many different angles dealing with that because we have to deal with all areas of people's activity, okay, as um, our, um, our elder Dr. Francis Fulton, you know, using her words. You know what I'm saying? So we can disagree on different things. But however, we have to try to understand the viewpoint of our own, of our team members. You know what I'm saying? You know, is this like a uh, football team? You got a quarterback, you got a running back, okay, you got different positions. You have to have different positions in order for you to be successful. Everyone cannot play the exact same position. You will fail if you don't have these different positions, you know what I'm saying? So on the archaeological side, you know what I'm saying, uh, Brother Unk, that's his position. Now, at any point, I can step in and, you know, and play the position, but that's, that's his primary position, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to, uh, let's say, law and Moorish history, that's, that's dealing with Brother Ishmael, you know what I'm saying? But at any point, let's just say, um, I can step in and support him if he needs that backup, you know what I'm saying? And we're, and we're only talking about well-supported information. You know, we're not talking about pseudoism. You know what I'm saying? That's the area. Man, all right? You know, we'll deal with, let's say, uh, some genetic information. You know, I may speak about it because, again, I have a biology background. However, our brother in Gomes, he likes to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? So he can take the front stage with that. You know what I'm saying? We got brothers uh, on Timo Osiris. You know, we got our brother Ben. You know, he deals with, he's dealing with West Africa. Etc. All right, we have a brother, sorry, Hilltop, who, you know, even though I deal with linguistics, you know, I would say that my brother, uh, Sar, is a little bit more advanced than myself. You know what I'm saying? And it takes it takes humility to be able to say, hey, this other person is my expertise in this area. Such as that. When it comes to the literature, command of literature, that's my that's one of my strong points. I can quote command of literature from any any point any point of any of the epochs. Time in, in Kenneth because that's that's my area. Of course, it deals with the language as well. You know what I'm saying? So again, we have to have variety and different approaches, and we have to be able to respect each other's approach and be able to back up the different approaches. And that's what makes for a strong team. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think kind of what, what we also see is uh, on the Raw Squad as a as a radio, you know, as a, as a show. Uh, it's kind of like that African watering hole, you know, and you have the various animals that all eat at the watering hole. You know, so sometimes you had a lion right there next to the giraffe and the elephant and everything else. Sometimes you get certain lions 
that may come from different prides, and they're both males. So sometimes we kind of clash at each other like, look, I'm here to drink at this watering hole, but, you know, I'm still a lion. So, so sometimes we, 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 you know, as a squad, we have a phone protocol, and this is not a process that came overnight. This is a process that we all engaged in uh, organically over time. What happened is that what we started to realize is that people will take our spirit of, 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 of defending our points of view, and they'll take it out of context and make their own videos of it and attack the entire squad. So we do have a phone protocol. When we want to really get down and get fiery, that's the private conference calls. You know, all, all standing on yeah. when we're on a live line. When we're on a live line. Even though we still keep the same spirit, and even though we still keep the same militant stance at all times, online or offline, we don't give our enemies any ammunition to use against us as a squad. So phone protocol is in full effect. Y'all can carry on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I, yeah, boy, I don't I, I don't I see. Could talk about I could talk about something, boy. Let me stop. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. still mad. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Mellow Aki funny. Yeah, go ahead, man. <laughs> nah. <laughs> and I was just gonna say, um, um, I don't even see um a disagreement in the in the conversation we had thus far. Uh because we as far as the lang- language goes, everybody has a different experience with the language. And, you know, I wanted I tried to reword what I said at first and I don't think that it um it took very well, but um instead of saying that I disagree with the brother um, I should say I don't share in that experience with the brother. And and we're all entitled to our own experiences. Just like the sister has her experience with the language and she expressed it. And the brother Netchaneb ex- uh, expressed his experience. And they, those two differ. Now, they, they didn't have to say, neither one of them had to say they disagree with one another. It, it's just clear about what they say. So in me saying it, then it, it maybe it sparked a, um, a different flavor of the conversation. So I try to reword it and say I just I just have don't have the same experiences with the language. So overall, I don't I don't even see a disagreement. But you know, um, I know any other time. I know, brother. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get this we call. Get it right in, though. Where you at, Ned? Where you at, Ned? Yeah, yeah. Man, why, man, 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 why do you know I love his love his ass? But man, he he be man. He 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 the he the leader he the, he the head honcho of that Melanetra. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> he the head honcho of that Melanetra, and and and, yeah. and we in Baltimore sure. love him. We respect him. I make sure people get his links. And I make sure people know about him. He was one of the main cause of me studying Melanetra, actually. And me and his brother, mm-hmm. we debate for years. This ain't nothing new. But yeah, yeah, I remember you, uh, uh, Kate, uh, Katie, Katie, you, you, it was something, Katie L, something, something, something. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, and you know we, yeah, we can't, we, we came a long way. But uh, another thing I would say is that, uh, you know, I got love for the brother. But I disagree. It's just simple, point of blind, this simple. Uh, well, it's not I just, even I a disagreement. I disagree. At this point, right, right, but I still <laughs> I mean, disagree with you. But I disagree with I disagree with uh, yeah, I, I, I disagree with uh, Ma. I, I disagree with Ma, though. I disagree with her. But at the same time, you know, I respect her experience. I, I mean, it's not my mm-hmm. call to tell for her, for me to tell her what her experience is. 
You know, I, I mean, I might not exactly. do the same thing, but at the same time, I respect it because she told me in a vision, you know, and I'm I'm not the one for no spooky shit. You call me and some vision <laughs> shit and some God told you this shit. You better get the fuck. You, you better get away from me, bro. You feel me? Because I'm not. I'm not. I don't go for it, you know. You feel me? So when no, the dog got do it. You... <laughs> let me stop. I don't know, hey, hey, yo, let me get this caller, man. Hey, you know I fucked with you, man. Bought him on the motherfucking house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> 240, your line is open. I'm Ross Squad up. <laughs> hey, 240, where you at? 240, where you at? Huh? Your line open. Oh, okay. Uh, peace. Hey, where you sleep? Oh, oh no. Okay. But, um, yeah, so I have a question. Now that I got, uh, you know, the language going. So I was in, uh, I was in class today. Oh, or no, Thursday, and there was a discussion of, you know, the term of Africa when they came up, and uh, I read this article online about how uh, it, the the name Africa actually comes in the, you know, the hieroglyphic, and it's actually pronounced like Afu Kara. I just want to get the oh, theory on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me, 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 let me answer that. Let me answer that. Let me answer that. Pseudo. 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 Um, I mean, he's very, he's a very prolific speaker, very intelligent. Um, yeah, he is. And I, and, I, and I just actually had a Facebook conversation with somebody saying that his analysis on the term Africa to me, based on what he personally showed me when I met him, he showed me on, on, on the papyrus, and it's kind of where he, how he came up with it. To me, it's very flawed. Okay, it doesn't make sense in the sense that, you know, the, the Romans weren't reading Metonet, well, not even Metonetra, hieratic, to come up with the term. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> so, so, so it's like, or they didn't go all the way to Kemet from Tunisia, where, um, where Hannibal Barker was, <laughs> yeah, Hannibal, Hannibal and, dug up a te- and di- dug up a temple that was under the sand during the time of the Romans. <laughs> This is just a fine this term on the wall. It doesn't make sense. I told him that. You know, I shared that with him at the time when I met him. And the way he put it together to me is very fault. Now, everything else, his comparisons between the Akan language with meta, with uh, the Egyptian language, I think is very good by, by him connecting the Akan culture in West Africa and many of the mythologies and ideas. Yes, with it is. I think in and of itself, that is good. And he made some, actually some very good points, yes. you know, yes. about the mound, about the mound, okay, the primordial mm-hmm. mound, et cetera. I mean, he was killing it. But on the point of after, the way he broke the Africa, that, in a, that part is flawed. Everything else is, is real good, I think. But that part, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't do it. And reason why it's false because it's three different words he is using in that one papyrus. 
is three right. different exactly. words. It's not one word with a determinative. It's three different words. Even one word has a, a stroke underneath. So <laughs> it can't yeah. fly, bro. Yeah, it's 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 false. You know, we'll never get a chance. We'll never get a chance to discuss it because he doesn't discuss it under that shit. So that's the problem I have with it. A whole hundred percent that I can we can never have a conversation with you over this. And that's terrible for me. And I don't think the people should ever be put in that position because then I'm starting to feel like some cult type shit. Starting to feel like that when, when when we can't have a good educated discussion over. So you know I mean I just can't do it. Me personally. I just can't. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to the fellow Yeah. I, um, oh, yeah, to the to the brother that had the question of Africa, yeah, brother Sanjetti, correct. Uh, I looked at the papyrus myself, and it's just three different words. It, it has three different words. You know, it's like me, you know, pointing out a papyrus and then claiming Nawapu. I see Nu. I see a glyph that say Wa and Pu or something similar. And then I put it together like they all one word. That's incorrect. Uh, That's called pseudo uh, scholarship. Or it's time all right. Right. No, it's the same thing with time all right. You know, and then, and then aside, and then, and then aside know, from from right. aside from his particular theory of what he espouses, you know, the facts of the situation is that, you know, the 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 whole Roman uh, Hannibal dynamic was taking place. Hannibal was one of the tribal members or part of the tribe that was fighting with Hannibal with the Afer that can be spelled either A-F-E-R or I-F-E-R, these Afer tribes. Mm -hmm. By the Romans defeating this Afer tribe, they then took the region of the area that they were fighting and they split it up into different districts. And that's when the districts of Africa started to take place. So the conqueror took the name of that which was conquered, which is the same dynamic that takes place even today where you have, you know, that same effect that takes place. So that's where that term started to come from. They were members of the Afur tribe, and once they defeated the Afur tribe, that's where Africa comes from. It was a Roman district. And then it later on started to be applied to the entire landmass of what you know today. Also, also, a free tribe or a fur tribe. Who was speaking? Who was speaking? Who was speaking? Hey, this is Brother Jesse and Gozy. I'm sorry that I was late, man. Peace and Gozy, man. Peace, God. Peace, Brother Ish. Peace, Brother. How you doing? Peace, Brother Sajeda. Peace, man. I was I was late, man. I was I was at the gig, man, and then I had to hurry up and rush home so I can catch the last thirty forty minutes, man. My fault, yo. Um. I just want to say, um, to add on what Brother Ishad, the free or the fur tribe were indigenous to that Carthage area or that we know today as Tunisia before the um, the Phoenicians came in. When the Phoenicians came in, the term of free or fur meant the dust. If you look at the language, when they said the term, the group of people that they seen, and the reason why they said it was the dust is because they lived in desert areas. So the free mm-hmm. tribe were indigenous, uh, Amazigh-speaking um, group of men who were of brown skin, a darker hue, or, or men and women who lived in that area before even the Phoenicians came in. If you study the mythology of Ditto Bell, Phoenicians came in as early as 800 B.C. Hannibal was born in 200 B.C. So even before the Phoenicians came in and, you know, amalgamated amongst those groups, that free were already there. 
they were already living in that Tunisia or that Carthage area that we call Tunisia today, and they were Amazigh speaking tribe. Uh, Amazigh or Tamazigh or the Berber language is indigenous to the continent, especially in North Africa. Uh, Proto um, Berber is um, Proto Chadic. A lot of the Hausa groups that live in Chad or in that part of Africa speak it. So it's important for us to study the language family of these people. So African is actually mm-hmm. um, uh, indigenous group of people that live in that part of, of the world, of, of North Africa. That is correct. Um, That's absolutely correct. Yeah, correct, correct information. I want to put a, I want to put a cap, cap on it, too. Um, we know that, you know, that this, again, that the Romans, as Europeans, named it after these people because, again, when you do a research, you have to find other examples to show the validity of what you claim. So I'm go- I want to prove what Brother Ishmael was saying. Um, let's take Julius Caesar, right? When Julius Caesar conquered the, the central regions of Europe, right, that they call uh, Germani, or, um, that he got the name Germanicus because he's taken on the name of the people he conquered, okay? You have another Roman general who took on the name of Asiaticus because he conquered Asia Minor. So he took that name on, okay? Mm. So, again, when we do a research, we have to find other examples to show that this is not pseudo mm-hmm. the phenomenon is consistent. Same thing here in the, um, in the Americas. They come over here. Let's say if you take, the, you take Alabama, Right? Alabama was a Native American um, nation. Okay? Delaware, a na- group of Native indigenous people. Um, uh, Wisconsin, Mississippi, all these names are not Europeans. They're, named, they're the names of nations and um, indigenous groups. And the Europeans took the name of those people and named them right after them. So this is a consistent phenomenon. So that's why this makes more sense than saying, oh, let me sign an Egyptian papyrus and put two di- put three different names together and say that's where Africa comes from. Because that phenomenon is not consistent. This is how we this is how we can check all right, research information against reality. This is something that Amos Wilson brought brought to us our attention. You need to check and base your Approach or reality. Where else does this exist? Because anything that exists exists in other places, not just one, not just one um, instance. You know what I'm saying? So, this, so the best research that we have, best information, is what uh, we just shared here. Mm, very good point, Brother Sinjati. Very good point. Thank you, brother. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, to the brother, yeah, so, I want to say too that. Oh, go ahead. Go, no, no, go ahead, Joe. Uh, no, just real quick. Um, you know, I, I think overall, not 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 with this specifically, but just overall in general, that people, you know, we, you know, in in our effort to revitalize or resurrect um, different ancient cultures or um, historical cultures and and want to apply them, I think if I think if we're just pretty much uh, forthcoming and and full disclosure, and if, if we create terms. Then we, you know, it's cool to do that. Like if we want to create a term and and apply it today and say say this is what it means today, then it's fine. But the problem comes when you when you do that and then try to retroactively fit it back in in history or ancient times as if that's what it was back then. So I think 
you know, mm. as long as that distinction is made, I think, you know, everybody be cool because, you know, we, we do that. We're we allowed to innovate, but we just got to keep it honest, you know, so. That's a good point. Hey, brother, uh, yeah, I'm here. Let, let me make this point real fast. Um, and let's also understand that it's these Europeans that place one name over continents like that. You, you feel me? Mm. So when you start saying the whole place is Africa and all that, man, Europeans name shit like that, man. You know, people mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, Egyptians didn't say this is all Kevin, the whole, the whole continent is Kevin or something like that. That's something that those Europeans did that. All right. So let's just get that straight for the record. Somebody was great to ask me a question. I, I was going to say, um, <clears throat> yeah, you're correct, man. It was, it was, it's not one name for the continent. And Europeans do that to keep tabs on resources. It makes it easier for them when they label a whole continent as one thing. For example, mm. the earliest term for Asia, we find it for the, uh, with the Akkadians, the term Asu, which means the east. Then later on, a few Mediterranean Eurasians or white, olive-complected olive Europeans or whatever you want to call them, they called Turkey uh, Anatolia, Asia Minor. That was like the first title for Asia, if you study the history of where Asia come from. But before then, the Akkadians said a word for Asia, which means Asu, which means the rising sun or the east. So the only reason why Europeans label continents as, 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 as a whole, as one thing, is to keep tab on the resources because it makes it easier for them. That's why they do a lot of stuff that they do. Also, I wanted to congratulate my brother Ish. I don't know if I missed out on the show with his DNA results. The brother is like, yo, he, he's, 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 he's pure, <laughs> you know, <laughs> pure. I want to give it up to him for his E1B1A Y chromosome paternally, which shows that he links mm. back to the Mendy group. I'm sorry. Whoa. Yeah, he got the E1B1A haplogroup paternally that developed around 30,000 years ago in East Africa. And from East Africa, we went west. And he carried that same marker, E1B1A. Um, that's a <laughs> subclade branch of the original EP2, or, or which is also a subclade branch of EM96. Um, the brother mm. descent from the Mendy group of um, Senegambia, his, his mighty conjure DNA was important because wow. it links with the Akan women and the Bimaliki women of Central Africa and the Akan women of West Africa. Um, I think it's important, so I want to congratulate you, Itch, for that, yo. Oh, thank Word. you so much. I, I salute you, and thank you so much for for your assistance on on that analysis. It was invaluable, and it's something that I can pass on to my family. And I sincerely, I, I thank you and honor you for taking the time to look over my DNA and give me that analysis. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm salty, though, Itch, because which, 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 you know. I'm sorry. Oh, that's what's up, brother. That's what's up, I was going to say, I'm salty, Ish, because Ish is Ish, Ish to have them that know Neanderthal DNA in him. I mean, he had old point percentage. You feel me? I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of salty over that shit, yo. You know I'm 1.7%. The brother is 0.5. I mean, come on, man. Like, this is a complete homo sapien sapien right here, yo. No, <laughs> it's amazing. So, 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 if the human species went extinct, then, then we just, we just need to pull uh, ish DNA, and we, we good to go, huh? Yeah, <laughs> we pull, uh, yeah. I mean, shit, yeah. he down there pure. I mean, he's ninety some percent, and did. I mean, in original Homo sapiens sapien. I mean, he only got like small specimens of Eurasian in the middle. I mean, like, I think five percent. I mean, he good. You feel me? <laughs> so, ish is on point, yo. His family paternally spent time. 
and East Africa went to Yemen, went to Morocco. From Morocco, went back into West Africa during the time when North Africa was green. Before the Mendel Glacier period 40,000 years ago, E1B1A populated up there. But then when the Mendel Glacier period kicked in and it got cold in Europe, or ice age in Europe, it was a drought in North Africa. So a lot of the population went south. And this is even before the Holocene Glacier period kicked in, when it became habitable again, when it started becoming green, and a lot of our ancestors went back, went back east. This is why you start seeing that Tassili cave art in Algeria and a pheasant cave art in southern Libya or the black mummy that you find in um, southern Libya, which is right above Niger. These are E1B1A carriers before going back into the Horn of Africa or towards the Nile and meeting up with the groups of people who left out of the Horn, which is E3B, the former Lake Kemet. So his DNA, his Y chromosome is very important, yo. The same Y chromosome that my brother, you know what I'm saying, Unc have, the second brother, well, Unc is a little older. Unc got the original EM96 which gave rise to mm. all of the subclass branches of E. But the same Y chromosome that Sinjeti have, which is E1B1A7A, same subclass branch of E that I have. So, I mean, it's very important, yo. And, you know, it's, it's important. Mm. Yeah, yo, that's just, that's just wild that you, could, that you could memorize those numbers, and not just the numbers itself, but the numbers of, of the members of the Avarov squad. <laughs> he, he just called off oh. Unc, Ish, and Sanjeti's DNA. <laughs> Yeah, 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 Man, and Goldie love the squad. We love the family. I love y'all. I love everybody, yo, that's, that's dealing with the science, yo. That's what's important. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Oh, brother, it's a quick mm-hmm. question. Well, which um, which, which, no which company did you, did you do it? Hold on. Uh, I, I used a couple, but the, the last one I did was, was the 23andMe, but also did the African Ancestry uh, Maternal and Paternal also. Would somebody help to say something? No, I was going to say, none of y'all can escape. Watch this. Fossil ba- fossil based models featuring African origin of A M H. And so you got these three different systems. You got the displacement model, okay? You got the assimilation model and the hybridization model. And I'm letting y'all know as two thousand fifteen, right, they're siding towards the hybridization model. Now the replacement model is that different species of humans migrate in and replace populations. The assimilation model says that uh, different species came in and assimilated, right? But the hybridization model uh, clearly states that these different hominids interbred with each other. So ain't nobody mm-hmm. escaping that. As a matter of fact, that's what makes you AMH, the fact that you are a hybrid. I just want to put that out there. Goes mm-hmm. just being nice. Those just being nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the Homo sapiens sapiens species is a hybrid because we come from a variation of different archaic human groups that was responsible for making our species the direct Homo sapiens sapiens. One of the oldest haplogroups of man developed even before ours, which is YAP negative, yes, associate pro, pro, uh, protein negative, which is haplogroup A, the first offshoot of A00. You have A00, which goes back 338,000 years. Then you, that comes mm-hmm. from our archaic group, probably Homo rhododendensis or Homo sapiens adultu. But the Homo sapiens adultu is pretty much what Homo man one and two was. So the thing is, is that the species that we come from, which is A00, and then you get A0, then you get A1, then you get ABT or the BT marker, which is all yap negative. 
these groups of people, in order to make who we are as a species, Homo sapiens sapiens is a hybrid. We were hybrids before we left out of the continent and even bred with Neanderthals and Venusovans, who was also an early cluster of archaic humans who left out of Africa through Homo heterobagansis and Homo ancestors. So the thing is, is that what makes Homo sapiens sapiens, you could have got your face from archaic humans from Morocco. You could have got your limb proportions from archaic human in southern Africa. You could have got your back or, the, or, your, or, your, or your shoulders, the way your shoulders uh, function, from a group of archaic humans in West Africa. So all this stuff collectively was responsible for making us homo sapiens sapiens, just not through natural selection, but sexual selection and positive selection as well. All this is partially, uh, partially responsible for the development of homo sapiens sapiens. Um, the mm. largest cerebral cortex or neocortex that we have which, which allowed us to think quicker because we was always on a run as being a biped species, larger species, we had, we had to develop the process of cooking food. Cooking food was a large portion of which was largely responsible for the development of our cerebral cortex being more complex than any other archaic human group. You see, I mean, not to also mention the FOXP2 gene, which exists on chromosome 7 for our level of communication, or the reason why we have a, a, a more complex way of speak, speaking, you know, our levels of speech. So, yes, Uncle's right. I'm being nice about it, but Homo sapiens sapiens is also a hybrid, but it's a unique hybrid that developed in equatorial Africa. Mm. You know what's deep? And, and I want y'all to take notes yeah. on this, right, because we're going to present this at the conference. Is one little thing. See, see, one little thing sometimes can tell a great big story. And, and guess what? Take, take notes on this. This is the Nasarian shell, N-A-S-S-A-R, the Sarian. S-A-R-I-U-S. N-A-S-S-A-R-I-U-S. Nasarius. Snail. That's a snail, but it's a shell. Now, now, why is this shell important? Okay? This shell is important because those different uh, 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 hominids or, 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 or homos, right, they mixed together, but they were trading these shells. And you find these shells in different parts of Africa. They only could have got there, right? They had like an intercontinental trading system going on. It's a trip. Mm. The picture, so, so them days of the good old-fashioned caveman shit is dumb as a motherfucker. So if you're still talking that crazy shit, you're crazy. You just don't understand how intelligent. Now, Brother Steady makes the statement of, well, you know, humans was, you know, they would have died in that area if they wasn't already smart. Well, shit, the hominids that predate them was very intelligent too. And so we kind of undermined the, uh, how, how smart things in nature really are. I just want to put that out there. You want to say I'll something? Our species was able yeah, to survive yeah, yeah. long enough the way we did because we survived in caves, especially if you study Pinnacle Point of Bloom Bloom Caves in South Africa. The reason why our species was able, I mean, who wasn't a caveman, literally? The reason why our species was able to survive as long as we did, because you remember, huh? We're going to present this in a lecture. It was a lot of bottlenecks or reduction of population with our species. At one point, it was only 200 Homo sapiens sapiens on the planet at a certain timeline. 200 to 5,000 or 5,000 to 200. So if we want to be technical, the reason why our species is able to survive is from higher than caves. This is why you find the oldest cave art in South Africa. Just not Cro-Magnum caves going back 24,000 years in, in, um, in, in France. But even before that, in Bloom Bloom Cave in South Africa, you find a lot of cave-type things going on down there. The earliest is coming from those the sand who was down there before the Koi Koi met up with them and later on becoming the Koi Sand Group. Interesting. Well, I, I wanted to like elaborate on what you were saying, but, um, uh, Ngozi, you know, about our our Homo sapiens sapiens development. If you notice that the greatest civilizations always develop around um, rivers, or right, in great bodies of water. Okay, 
Now, one of the things That's that right. help our brains to, brains to develop is what? Fit in sea, fish and seafood or sea plants. Okay? And when, as we're fishing, okay, what we're doing is we're introducing what's called omega-3 fatty acids, um, uh-huh. and nine, into your body, which goes into your brain, which helps your brain. That's, right. That's why if you go to a, neurosci- a neuroscientist or, um, uh, or a health food store, if you go to the brain section, of say fish oil, flaxseed oil, okay, because of the presence of omega-3 uh, fatty acids such as um, EPA or DH uh, or DHA, okay, that helps our brains develop, and that's why the oldest civilizations are around bodies of water, okay, because this is where Homo sapiens developed because we were eating fish and sea plants. This will go into equatorial or Central Africa. All right, before the, des- the desertification of what's now called the Sahara Desert, okay, there were what? Um, there were more rivers and, uh, and lakes that were developed. Of course, later on we get the, we get the Niger River and the Nile, the Nile River or the Hopi River. Right? That's right. All right. I might need to mute their mm-hmm. phone. Yeah, I hear some in the background. Yeah, there's background noise. Y'all can still hear the background noise? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like somebody's TV arm or something is on in the background or something. Real loud. What the hell is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, St. Jay, we can hear you, though, God. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, we can um, hear you pr- fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, you know, again, the introduction of that into the diet help to develop our brain. You know, so uh, it's a lot of, it's many different factors that go to the development of homo sapiens sapiens, you know, as uh, Ngozi was alluding to, from different, different, uh, uh, different but similar types of hominids interbreeding. So you have these different genes that are going, you know, into the pot, okay? And then mixing and finding balance, and the genes are finding balance. You know, within within its development. In addition to the experiences, again, you got you got to hunt, and then what are you doing? You're learning. You're creating new connections, in, of course, in the brain, and then what? You're teaching that to the children. So now, what's happening is your your species or your kind is learning faster or learning early. Like, so now you figured out at 25 as a hunter, you're teaching that to what? Your son who's five or six. So now he has more time to think about that, and then now he's doing what he's improving upon, passing it on. You know what I'm saying? So we have a lot of that um, as contributing factors. One, one and, thing that and I, this that is I noticed I, with the, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, uh, I cut your wisdom. Go ahead, God. No, I cut your wisdom, God. I'll wait you. I'm going to go out to you, God. I was just going to say one thing I found kind of fascinating was that, like, um, I, I guess the way that I've always expressed myself through Moore's history was always coming from a, um, a Nilo-Saharan point of view, and and mm-hmm. I was I was pleasantly surprised to find out that my DNA overall was ninety one point five percent Sub-Saharan African. Um, of that ninety one percent, about eighty six percent of that is is deemed as West African, but but none of it was Middle Eastern. So if I was coming from a point of view that was talking about Moabite, Canaanite, 
that would probably be a very a uh, very big shock to me because <laughs> nowhere in my genetics does it say Middle Eastern. There's some people who do have Middle Eastern because that's a part of of, of African growth also. But it would be very shocking for a lot of people who would dare to take their DNA test and then to find out there's no Middle Eastern that will even identify in genetic makeup. So I found that I found that kind of ironic and kind of funny. And I I want to say this. We know according to the human genome that Africans have the most diverse genetic variations or affinities at 250. Outside of Africa, there's only 150. And the reason why we understand that Africans bred with archaic groups is because of the complexity of our gene variations because we have a, something called heterozygosity. And when you deal with heterozygosity, we don't have one pattern. This heterozygosity shows the, the differences within the gene, genetic variation, which is responsible for, for a lot of the differences, the way we function, the way we function, especially the blacks that have um, high levels of, uh, of being more athletic than Europeans. Study heterozygosity, and you can see why, because of the diversity of gene variation. Now, people have been around for a long-ass time, for a long time. For thousands of years, you know, so it's very important. The people outside of Africa only been around since they migrated out as early as 60,000 years. Compared to the people that stayed within the continent, our species as a whole, as Homo sapiens sapiens, arrived around 200,000 years ago. And intermingling with the archaic groups, because we found it within something called the HLAs, human leukoantigens, which is responsible for the levels of immunity, you can see that we've been around breeding with archaic groups for thousands of years, for thousands of years. It's very important for us to understand that. And I'm glad it's... If we do deal with more science, it should be from a Mandinka, coming from most African-Americans, a lot of us. It's an old racist um, myth when they say African-Americans come from Bantu people and Bantu-speaking people. That's kind of racist. Most of the people that we come from are not Bantu-speaking people. They're Niger-Kadopian-speaking people like Mandinka, mm. the Warlords, and other groups that come from West Africa or Southwest, Southwest Africa. Only a few of right. our ancestry goes back to people in Central Africa that speak the Bantu language. Remember, the Bantu expansion starts in Cameroon. That's Central Africa. That's right next to Chad. That's not West Africa where our ancestors were being kidnapped from, from like the Senegambia area, the Ivy Coast area, you know, all these brothers and sisters that were kidnapped from those coastlines. So to be honest with you, when you hear a racist say, oh, get your Bantu ass on or you're Bantu, it's kind of racist because most of your ancestors was not Bantu. They were warlords. They were Mandinka. So if you do deal with the Moorish signs, the Blackamoors that the racists called Blackamoors in Europe were brothers who was Warlock from Senegal, Mandinka from Mali, uh, brothers from uh-huh. the Senegambia area, the Ivy Coast. It's very important to understand uh-huh. these groups of people who practice those customs, even Fulani, which are also niger Kadopian, and they range all through the Sahel Belt of Africa, from East Sudan all the way through Mauritania, all the way Niger, all the way through Senegambia, all the way through Ivy Coast. These are all the Fula group, ranging from all that coastline. So it's very important for us to understand our Bantu-speaking brothers and sisters because they have a large, uh, they have a large dialect within that language or that branch of the niger Kadofian family. And you also have Mandinka, Wolof, you know, Akan, which is, they refer to as Voltage Congo, or uh, Yoruba, which is Voltage Congo. Even the Yoruba are not Bantu. They're a niger Kadofian speaking group, but they're not Bantu. You know, so it's very important for us to understand that, you know. Mm, Hey, where you at, Udo? Where you at, Udo? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm taking it in. We should sit on the Bantoon thing. Because that seems to be some confusion on that Bantoon. Well, I mean, you know, um, you know, the African language, yeah, when you deal with uh, Niger Congo and these big, massive language family groups, 
Um, a lot of that stuff was not was never proven. It was just something that was adopted in and um in academia and it was re- is repeated, mm-hmm. repeated, and it was never it was never revisited. It was it, it was almost mm-hmm. like the main focus was on Indo-European and Semitic languages, and and those mm-hmm. and those closely related to those, and they kind of left the other ones alone. So, um, you know, I, I don't I kind of leave it out. Uh, like I say, I, I always um show support for um Jean Claude and Boley. He's the one that's really really um. Turn, turning that stuff upside down to uh, make it make sense, more scientific. So, until more people mm-hmm. get get up on that, then you know we just we we you know we call things what they are and everything. But um, but it's going to change. It's going to change a bit. I, and you know what, brother? I ride, I with brother and Bowie because I understand where you're coming from. When he say yeah, proto bantu, proto means before or first. Right. So when he says Proto Bantu, it's not a it's not a established Bantu language like Bimaliki semi Bantu language or the um the, the Bantu speakers in Angola or Zulu. So when he say Proto Bantu, Proto Bantu can also be Proto means before. Proto Bantu comes from a language family and I'm gonna mix it up with a little bit of Christopher Aaron. But I don't put him I don't put Christopher Aaron over Mboli because Mboli's a black man and he stands out first. But I'm just trying to compare mm-hmm. it to put it all together. When you say Proto Bantu Proto Bantu is nothing but Niger, Niger Saharan, and Niger Saharan is nothing but Correct. Western Nilo Saharan, and Western Nilo Saharan is nothing but Niger Saharan. Before our ancestors migrated from a zone called Kordofan in southern Sudan, it's a country in Sudan where a lot of our ancestors came from. Before going into the Niger Congo, Niger Kordofan area and established the Niger Congo family, so Bantu is still part of the Niger Kordofan family. So when we say Proto Bantu, we're really just saying Niger Saharan. And also from Niger Saharan, it's nothing but Western Nilo Saharan, which comes from Nilotic. And the oldest form of Nilotic, according to my research, is Khoisan. Click sounds. The Hadza group speak thick. These are oldest hunter gatherer language. So when they say, like, and, and, and this is what Greenberg said, he called it Khoisan, but they're just saying it because of the, they discovered the click sound first with these group of people in South Africa. The Hadza group, mm-hmm. who is not Khoisan, also speaks a click sound, and certain people that's in the beat of Israel. They live in southern Ethiopia, over in, um, in northern Ethiopia, had a click sound. And they classify that, that dialect or that language as Khoisan. So I agree with him, Boli. Proto Bantu makes sense because Proto Bantu is nothing but Niger Saharan, which is a sister class to Nilo Saharan, just west before we migrated into West Africa and established the Niger Kadofian family. When we mingled with other groups of people who were in West Africa for almost 22,000 years called Adamawas. The Adamawa groups that was down there were also respond, were also the reason or the groups of people who became pygmies who lived in the rainforest for thousands of years and caught a mutation called insulin growth factor one. So a lot of our ancestors went that way and we mingled with those people in those rainforests and we kept going south. Mhm. Well, and, you know what? I, what I, and, and what's going to happen eventually in, in I guess upcoming years is is just like how. Just how we're used to the periodic table, and 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 we and we're, and we're used to how it's arranged, and hydrogen is first, and and whatever is last, and stuff. What what the work in Boley's doing is he he's creating basically a, a new category and labeling system. So um, that's what we just got to kind of get used to because it answers all mm-hmm. these these different these different things. So right now we're forced to kind of blend and mix, you know, the the labeling mm-hmm. system. But but what he's put together. Um, the whole, you know, he, he, the umbrella is, is archaic Negro Egyptian. You know, he adopted a Benga's, right. um, terminology. Um, but it's, it's gonna, it's gonna, um, it's gonna change the view of, of people. We just gotta support it and get it out there. Cause a lot of people still don't know about him or his work, you know? 
So we gotta we gotta push it. No, we gotta bring that we gotta bring that translation. Isn't it already translated? Which one is the works is already translated? But we gotta pay no, to get it. Uh, that's um that's Belolo's work. Um but um oh, Belolo, in Boli, we gotta get yeah, yeah, that's right. We got to get his shit translated. We got to get Emboli's work translated. Yeah, Emboli's on point. He's on point. Oh, yeah. 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 Matter of fact, I'm sorry, Sanjay. Well, no, yeah, I, I cut you a, off. Would you go ahead, brother? No, no, no uh, Sanjay was speaking. Um, Just a quick um, little bit more background on the work, the importance of Emboli. You know, well, yeah, let's go, let's go back to... um. You know how linguists were classifying languages. Okay, now 1700s, 1800s, they come up with Indo-European. All right. Now, real quick, the classification and methods used to establish Indo-European is very thorough. Okay, very thorough because again, Europeans are going to make sure that their stuff is right. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to leave any room for mistakes as much as possible. All right. So the methods that they used was very good. Now, when it comes to um, came to African languages or what became known as Semitic languages, this is where some of the issues come into play because they were as rigorous when they established Hamito-Semitic because, again, Hamito-Semitic is nothing more but um, languages that they and, and names that they based off of Genesis chapter 10 in the Bible with Ham, Shan, and Jephthah, the sons of Noah, right? So, of course, Shem being the progenitor of Hebrew speakers, Arabic speakers, Ugaritic, etc., right? Um, but not Canaanite speakers. We'll come to that in a second. This is where the confusion, where they messed up, messed up on their part, right? So all, all of them, Hebrews, etc., are Semitic speakers, all right, or Semites per se. Okay, then all the sons of Ham, these are Hamitic, so that's your Egyptian or what they call Misri or Misriam, Canaan, Canaan, etc. All right, and then of course uh, some of the Asian and, and European languages. That's Japheth. Okay. Well, so, Can I ask you a question? Can I ask yeah. you a question, Sincerely? Why why use why use that category of uh, yeah, that's uh, because I don't understand the Hamitics. I don't understand that. That that is that doesn't have any bearing on anything that's biblical. I don't know why you would why would you why you would bring that in. And the other part okay. is the um you well, left let me out answer one what, what we left let me, out. Well, you didn't let me finish. You gotta let me you gotta let me finish. I know if you don't let me finish, then I can't get to it. Once I finish, and then we can talk about what I'm what I leave out. You know what I'm saying? Um, this is the classification that Europeans were bringing about. Now, the reason why I explain this, I'm explaining this because um, we're going to see the importance of Emboli's work, so I'm, so I'm building up to it, okay? So these biblical-centric biblical scholars are making loose mistakes, okay? Because when they actually start sitting down and comparing languages, like let's say, take Canaanite. Canaanite is actually a quote-unquote Semitic language. But, however, Canaan is a son of Ham who's not supposed to be directly related to, to the Shemites. So these things are contradictory, all right? 
now. Let's, let's speed things up. Let's go to Joseph Greenberg, all right, mid-1900s. He comes in, sees mistakes, and he um, sits down and reclassifies African languages, all right, and in a sense debunks the hamitic um, classifications. So he comes up with Niger, Congo, Nilo Saharan, Khoisan, et cetera, all right, and then he renames Hamido-Semitic to Afro-Asiatic. So essentially it's still the same. He may have added just a little bit more precision. Um, however, it still has some flaws. Okay. Now let's go to a woman named um, Hamburger. Hamburger in the 1930s and 40s, she writes a book called The Negro African Language. And here she's saying that modern African languages that are somewhat advanced all come from Egyptian. That's her. That's what she postulates, okay, in her 1930s, 1940s work, all right. Um, she was a, in, a teacher of Sheikh Jop. okay. So Sheikh Jop, he took a different approach, okay. He agreed that uh, ancient Egyptian and other African, modern African languages are related. However, he said, no, they have the same genetic parents. That's why they're related. That's why you find the similarities. Not that Egyptians civilized all these other people because she she still had racist tendencies. Okay, all right. So of course we know about the um, symposium in the 1970s where Jope and Obinga battled the world's top Egyptologists and defeated them. Okay, at the um, at a UNESCO conference. All right. So again, between the two, Obinga was primarily the linguist. So. At that time, they had what's called Negro Afrikaans, okay, in French or Black African for African languages. So, um, Obinga put together or made a classification called Negro Egyptian or Negro Egyptian, okay, to where he said that the Afroasiatic is a scientific um, uh, fraud. And he's saying that Semitic is not as closely related to Egyptian as. They make it the same. So he did some reworkings. It said that Egyptian, the Egyptian language family, Chadic, such as like Hausa, um, Cushitic, such as like Beha or um, Somali, uh, let me see, uh, Niger Kordofan or Niger Congo, and now Saharan. Right? Um, of course, Niger Congo, under that you have Bantu A, Bantu B, and other groups, um, et cetera. And on the Nile Saharan, you have like Nuba language, like Nubian, um, and say Kilinjan in Kenya. All right. So he put these into one family and said this is Negro Egyptian, okay, and took out uh, took out Berber and Semitic, and said that Berber is a separate African language group and Khoisan is a separate African group. Now, Mboli comes on the scene. Mboli comes on. What he does is he takes um, Obinga's model. He takes it apart, in a, in, in a sense he, um, in a sense reverse engineered it. All right, so he took it all apart and put it back together and improved on it and actually proved it. So a lot of the any kind of holes that may have been in Obinga's approach, Mboli um, filled them in and was able to prove it with his model. So again, he still maintained as Brother Woodall pointed out, um, he maintained the name Negro Egyptian and then um then had the class and had the different stages, et cetera. So, so well, all yeah, that, right, that's about 
I'm, I'm here. I just still, I still don't see where he cured the whole categories of. He never, he never cured the whole category of Canaanite. Oh, oh, I mean, sorry, of of him of using those terms Semitic. He never cured that. He 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 went on and further explained. He he went on and explained that. I just wanted to know why he was even uh, using those using those terms. But um, the other stuff is uh, part of the work that I I do um that I. I admit I don't I have not followed um because that's that's not my, my area of research, but using those terms and then trying to cure it by um by 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 um going into another subject, that's to me that's that's just problematic because I um, I you know, I don't think of those terms. The other part that I was gonna add in is that uh, um dealing with the Sagigas or um those that they call the Sumer before Akkadian, what did that language root stem from? Whereas many people say they, they stem from Bantu. They 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 the Sumerians according to according to research the Sumerian the genetic variation when they measured the Marsh Arabs, the Sumerian language family is more closer to Javidian. It's called Proto Tamil. And a few Nilo Saharan speakers, which is also Niger Saharan which were the people who gave rise to all of the Bantu, the Warlof, and all those groups of people that established Niger Kadopian. A few of those people went over there. But the Sumerians wasn't one population of people. There were a few Nilo Saharan people who went and left out of East Africa who met up with Proto Tamilian speaking people. Proto Tamil. You know, if you study the Javidian the Javidians and you study the Harappa civilization, they were more closer to those people than they were to uh, anybody. To be honest with you, the Acadians had more African ancestry, especially East African ancestry, than yeah, that's a fact. the Sumerians. Yeah. yeah, that's a fact because I did some work. Um, I have an article called uh, The Origins of the Word Hebrew, and there's some surprising things in it. Uh, when, when I did um, a method of comparative linguistics, what I found out is that the Acadian and the Hebrew language seems especially the Acadian to have like an a, a Bantu a proto Bantu element to the language. I swear to you. Uh, my article gonna be out soon but I did the comparative comparative linguistics with uh three, four different African languages comparing it with Acadian and Hebrew, seeing sound correspondences between uh, all of the languages and actually Akkadian seems like it has a lot uh, is is um it seems like it's similar to uh, Bantu languages even the N prefix your parents state that the N prefix they don't know where it come from in Akkadian they they cannot they they don't know where it come from and I really think it it, it might have came from uh Bantu languages though that's what you know that's it, what I think it is. It's a, it's important to understand Acadians because you got to look at the geographical location that they come from. They were more close yeah. to Africa than they were to Mesopotamia. Think about it. The movie Scorpion King with The Rock, he was an Acadian. When you look at the Jebel Arachnite that they found in um, pre-dynastic Egypt, that, that deity on there is El. That's not an indigenous That's not an indigenous comedic deity. That deity comes from that, that area. When you study the statues that they show, the, the woman standing up with the long wavy hair, with the blue eye, which is lapis lazuli, they come from the Oxum River. So when we want to be technical, when even when you study what Neil the Great Tyson did on Cosmos, 
and he showed the way the Acadians look originally. They were brown skinned people. They were not well, the, you the have, white people. The white people. Have, uh, I'm not agree with all that though, Golden. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I'm I agree. The Acadians was African. Brother Reggie, brown no. skinned people. No, I didn't I say that they. I didn't say they were Africans. I said they no, were Africans. No, they Africans. That language was kind of African element to it. No, yeah, yeah, but this you is know, what I'm saying. We go back and forth on that joint. Yeah, though. but that, this, this is what right I'm saying. You can find that in Africa too, though. But this is what I'm saying, though, Unc. This is what I'm saying. When you study that statue or that image, it's a lot of stuff yeah, in pre-dynastic Egypt. Let me just say this. It's a lot of stuff in pre-dynastic Egypt that's not indigenous to the Nile Valley. Lapis lazuli is not Correct. indigenous to the Nile Valley. Goats is not indigenous to the Nile Valley. Grapes is not indigenous Correct. to the Nile Valley. Wheat and barley yep. is not indigenous to the Nile Valley. A lot of customs that you find in pre-dynastic Egypt, especially in the last half of the Nakata period, when they were intermingling and, and, and trading with people in the Middle East, let me just say this. Uh, when you study, uh, God, uh, you study Osiris myth, when his tomb went up the, or down the Nile, because we know Osai comes yep. from Upper Kemet, but his tomb went down and now and crashed in Bablos. Bablos is where? Modern-day Gaza. What is that plate tectonic? That's the African-Syrian rift. That's, that's the opening way of Palestine or Canaan. So what I'm saying is that that Middle Eastern area, especially west of West Asia... But you but I mean, find I mean, things based off the trade, though, brother. But let me, just, let me just say this, though. According to the Sith of Morgan or the molecular clock, I don't even want to get into back migrations. It's a whole lot of back migration, genetic variation or affinities that's not indigenous to the Nile Valley at 22%. That's been up for a long time. Hold on, but, but let, let me help you out on something real quick. That's because you're kind of helping some of the he fools out when you say barley's not indigenous to the Nile. That's not true. Are you familiar with the article 2015, the use of barley in the existing late uh, Paleolithic society? It goes back to 1820,000 BCE. So I would challenge anybody to find wheat and barley Outside of the Nile Valley, how about me and you just just do the research and find out what's the origin of Bali and everybody on here, and we can everybody on here right now and look it up and see if it's indigenous to the Nile. Because just because you have plant life somewhere in the Nile Valley eighteen thousand years ago, don't mean it is from there. You also have back migrations of people coming back into Africa forty thousand years ago. Mighty Kanju DNA M one is not indigenous to Africa. Mighty Wakomazon R one B B A eight is not indigenous to Africa. And it's all down there in, in, in Central Africa with housing groups. They're 80% down there. There's a lot of markets that was brought hey. back in. So what so I'm trying to say marker, oh, What is the market so, for the Acadians? According to Spencer Wells, through National Ge- Geographic, a lot of the Acadians' Y chromosome was the Afro group E1B1B. The same Y chromosome that Somali men have. The same Y chromosome that the Romo Ethiopians so, have. So then, they so also, they also, let me, hold, on, let me, hold on, let me just say this. They also had... J2 markers. So what I'm saying is that when you say, or EV12, EV12 developed in Libya around 15,000 years ago. And they they also have, whoa, 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 So so then let's do this then. So if the Acadians is African, then the Hebrews is African. I didn't say, 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 I mean, you kind of make it. He didn't say that. Because think about this now. He didn't say that, though. The Acadians is my father, right? Ish. You know, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Hold on. He ain't say that, though, huh? Whoa, whoa, stop. <laughs> no, you oh, got to make that claim. You're not letting me say it. Hey, y'all, I listen. You talked a long time. Let me just get